receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Yeah, none of this goes into any warm up. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are we are live. We are rolling right now. Just, oh, then let's talk about other things. <laughs> How about nice things that are happening? I saw a cool puppy video. Yeah, today. what nice things are happening? <laughs> oh god, they were puppies in the snow, <laughs> and they were so cute. Wow. It's like they've never seen snow before. It's like we are being produced by Huck right now. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I'll, time I'll that quite it. right, because I'll, if I thought it was just a split second later, that wine would have gone through the nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek. It's a good thing no one can see your faces while you're doing these voices. <sighs> so anyway. Well, I'm thinking about running for Congress. No. <laughs> see? There it goes. <laughs> There's the beer. That was it. They won that root beer. That's an interesting taste. Have you had any of this? Uh, which one is it? It's a hard root beer. Uh, I've had hard root beer before. I don't. Root beer is one of the few things that just doesn't agree with me. I will invariably get a bad case of heartburn after root beer. Well, it's roots. Sure. It's something in it, but I eat carrots, and those are roots. You know, I don't know. Carrot juice. What happens Fine. when you Largely. read Alex Haley? I don't know. He's much younger then. Yeah. Probably more resilient. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Kunta Kinte. Really? That did it? That did it? <laughs> Behold, the only thing greater <laughs> than yourself. <laughs> did you watch Saturday Night Live, the Lion King auditions? No. And it, it, Is that this week? Yeah, this last week. Yeah, okay. they had Oprah holding up Simba. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Simba! And you get a Simba. <laughs> and you, you get, get a Simba. I didn't do the you get a. But there was one thing where I thought, do they even realize? Like, they did John Oliver... Uh, Auditioning for Zuzu and nice for Zazu, right? Zazu. And I said, do they not know that John Oliver is Zazu in the version? <laughs> <laughs> like they had everybody else was people that aren't in it, and it was just kind of because hmm. who is it? Who is it in the actual movie? It's Roland uh, Atkinson. Oh, in the yeah. animated film. Roland. But it's going to be yeah. Zazu in the. It's going to be John Oliver in the other animated film. The live action the live, on green screen? The live action <laughs> right. in which everybody's just computer animated. <laughs> the the cast in dots. <laughs> Maybe. I don't I don't know what they're doing because like when they did Jungle Book, I don't know if the kid who played my I mean I'm seeing shots of him, but I don't know if Bill Murray was like with him or if they had like a bear puppet. There were a lot of people in Do you know if you put suits with him. If you put an infinite number of Andy Circuses in a room with typewriters, you'll eventually get Lord of the Rings. That's uh, on the TV section uh, right is here. It? Yeah, is so it? Lord of the Rings again? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. More news has come out. Right. Yeah, oh so. goody. Who was mad at? Somebody's mad at Andy Circus uh, uh, for leaving him out. Who was the motion capture before him? Um, I'm trying to remember. I remember this one, but I can't remember this one. 
mocap people. No, no, no. There's, a, there's an actor who is well known for a role. And Mo- I, and mocap I'm, I'm up totally with blanking. people. No, I mean mocap's been along for lo- around for a yeah, long yeah. time. But uh, oh, sure, it's used in. Uh, actually, they used it in uh, the original Lord of the Rings by Balrog Bashi. Although they called rotoscoping. it they called it rotoscoping. Actually, Back in those it was days. actually used in Gone with the Wind. They they called that acting, but it wasn't. It was. Just <laughs> <laughs> Ever told you the story of uh, the first time I saw Gone with the Wind? Because Debbie was just such. It was when Debbie and I. Is were, this really going to be a good story? This the is first a good time story. I saw Gone with the Wind. <laughs> this is a good story. The when Debbie. Nineteen thirty nine. Debbie. Debbie was Sunset Boulevard. Debbie and I just started dating, and I was taking her to movies I liked, and she was taking me to movies she liked. So that was why she had to go see Clockwork Orange, which she's never forgiven me for. And I went to go see Gone with the Wind. It was a very old and bad cut of Gone with the Wind. So like the first five minutes or so was all splices. You know, it's like, so... So you missed George Reeves' part entirely. So there's a scene where... The only reason to go see it. There's a scene where the Tarleton twins are walking up the Mm -hmm. the pathway to see Ms. Scarlet, right? And there was cut after cut after cut, so they kind of jumped forward and <laughs> along the path. And I go, you didn't tell me. I, you didn't tell me this was science fiction. They're obviously teleporting into <laughs> the mansion. So I was now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the last sci-fi element in the whole film. <laughs> Sadly, you took, you took your future wife to Clockwork Orange. I did a lot of dumb things back then. I mean, fair. They were married <laughs> ten years before Debbie realized it. <laughs> Just really insistent. Yeah, we lived together for six years before we got married. I saw Gone with the Wind in the restored, like in whatever year, Century Twenty Two. Yeah, um, I'd never seen it, but seriously, I thought that George Reeves would have a much bigger part. <laughs> I was very disappointed, and really stopped liking the movie pretty much after George Reeves of the Tarleton Twins disappeared. So, the yeah. G Channel. That's where I saw Gone with the Wind. The G Channel? The G Channel. Remember when Gilt Cable came in? Oh, yeah. That was way back yeah. then. My parents wouldn't spring for that. No, my parents didn't spring for that. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about, but yeah. That the was before G-channel. HBO or Showtime. Oh, Which one yeah. was first? Long before. You could, you was could HBO first or Showtime first? HBO. Home box office. They were not HBO. They were, this is your home box office. Right, right, right. Yeah. There was another channel, though, that disappeared. So... Was it just uh, maybe it was just called the movie channel? Like, so oh yeah, the movie channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, there was the movie channel. Movie show channel is a, is a Turner brought Z no, channel. No, the movie channel was a cable subscription channel. Yes, yes, yeah. And yeah. then it went away, and then Turner used and it for his. At some point, no, they no, no, no. He's T, he's TCM. TCM Turner Classic Movies, the movie channel. Is, is, was a premium. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sub- yeah, extra subscription. Maybe that's what Stars became. Was Stars the movie channel at one point? No idea. You know, I don't know. Corporate takeover. Shall we begin? This? We should. Be this is Derek McCoy, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Welcome to the Fanboy Planet podcast on Wednesday, November fifteenth. Excellent. It's the Ides of November. Is it all? They all are we always going to do Ides? Are we? Is this no. Well, but this actually is because it's. In 30 days in November. It is also uh, the birthday of Fanboy Planet co-founder Michael Goodson. So is let's it? just say oh happy my birthday, Michael. By the time you hear this, it won't be anymore. What is the traditional way to celebrate the Goodson birthday? The, the birth of the good son? Uh, 
I uh, I always let him take me out to a burrito at uh, Unamas. Burrito. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, he usually paid. Really, Unamas? Not that little place that he goes to off Alameda? Or? And it, well, he probably goes there now, but bur- but Unamas was big. There was an early Fanboy Planet article in which he was doing. He did like a world tour, a burrito of of Unamas ah. specifically, all the different Unamas places, and reviewed each Unamas restaurant. And uh, he did get, I can't remember how much credit with Unamas as a thank you. Like, wow. I think I, I could be exaggerated, but I think he got like 200 bucks. Is worth that of, payola? No, no, it was afterwards. He oh, didn't okn. do it. He was doing it anyway, and then okay. they saw it. Somebody saw it. You know, early days of social media. Okay. You know, just like um, the... That's true. You know, how Nate Costa was uh, reminiscing today about the days when I could get lots of people into Comic-Con. And I said, you know, those are the early <laughs> days when there weren't lots of people when trying to get Comic-Con, into Comic-Con. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Now. Eh. So anyway, uh, I'm not the only one here, obviously. Of course, before we announce the special guest, we'll say, of course, uh, running this entire thing with a tiny little board. It's like everything's been miniaturized. It's, it's magnificent. It's my own little boom box. Rick Brett Snyder. Bring in the boom. Excellent. And tonight we have a special guest. By the way, we are at Seven Stars Bar and Grill. Uh, one of our favorite places, uh, and so we wanted to talk. I don't know why we wanted to come here tonight. We just wanted to come here tonight, and uh, no, it's because we had a special guest. And yeah, yeah. When we have somebody who's never been to Seven Stars, I always want them to have to come to Seven Stars. I'd like to, you know, I'd love to be bringing more celebs in. And you're a celebrity, Strone Wright, uh, longtime listener. What used to be a coworker <laughs> with me in my previous life, uh, but running a fantastic. Uh, non-profit organization, and so I wanted you to come in tonight to talk about it. Introduce yourself for the people. I am Louis Stone Cologne. Excellent. Uh, and you are, of course, head of the Audacity Theater Project. The Audacity Performing Arts Project. Oh, it changed you. Performing Arts. Okay, well, is it all? Are you are you doing opera now? No. Okay, just checking. All right, so we got some uh, comics news, we got some movie news, we got some TV news, and of course, as promised in last week's podcast... This week is our holiday gift guide because usually we get around to the holiday gift guide about after a week Thanksgiving, before, yeah. but everybody does their shopping Thanksgiving. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to throw that out there. And as we go to, this is by the way, uh, 491. So we have nine episodes left till we get our cat, new catchphrase the big. just right to the 500. Can't wait to hear this. I know. I think we'll have like take. Been looking forward to it all week. Uh, well, I've been practicing. It's not till now. I, I'm thinking I'm going to make it more pleading tonight. <laughs> okay. You know, instead of instead of peremptory, like you're use begging. your powers for good. No, you're like, begging. After the week's news, I'm like, <laughs> come on, use your powers for good, people, please. It's going to be hard to do as a chorus. Use your powers for use good. Your powers for good. You can whine. I've heard it. All right, but anyway, before we get to the gift guide. We have Lewis here, and this episode will be produced, I assume, before the weekend. No offense, no pressure, because your life what, is, it is Wednesday? your life. Is yeah, it'll Wednesday. probably be done Friday. Yes. And so, by Friday. So, for the weekend, we prepare on Monday. Now, I'm going to have to do the math. The 20th. The 20th. November 20th is a special fundraising night. Did you call it a fundraising night or a just... It's Money in, goes towards in-store Audacity. fundraiser, yeah, an in-store fundraiser at Elusive Comics and Games in at the Franklin Mall in Santa Clara, California, which of course is one of the home stores that's kept our comics habit alive, along yes. with Hijinks and Earth Two. So let's talk about the Audacity Theater Project first, and then we can talk about what people can do to help support it. 
So the, that's you. This me. Oh, okay. I thought it might be Rick. Uh, the Audacity Performing Arts Project is a Silicon Valley nonprofit. We're in our fifth season. We do after-school performing arts in Silicon Valley schools. Uh, we work in Milpitas uh, Unified, San Jose Unified, uh, Alum Rock. Oh God, I'm trying to remember them all. Franklin McKinley. Because you keep growing, right? We do. I mean, yeah, that's really hard. We've been the last couple of years. We've grown now. about 400. percent I mean, we've lost some schools. and picked up some schools. Um, and so schools, one of the ways we're growing now is schools go, hey, you did a fall musical with us. Can you do one in the spring? Right? Oh, yes, come join us. Uh, and the kids will come up pleading, too. Please come back. Please come back. So we do. Um, some of the schools we work with can uh, pay our fees, right, afford to pay for the production. Sure. And some can't. Some can pay for half. Most are half or under. Uh, so we're always looking for new fun ways to raise money to support these kids. Yeah, and let's talk about the actual kinds of productions you do. Uh, so the need was that the, that most of the time these are schools in, in districts that really could not afford to have their own performing arts programs. They couldn't hire a teacher they, uh, or, or did not have somebody on staff who could be. So there's which, that gap you're which filling. Is, yeah, which is in Silicon Valley, one of the richest places in the country, right? Um, most school districts. At least one of the most expensive. Well, one of the most expensive, yes. Okay, fair. Um, but most of the schools can't afford or don't have a performing arts program, whether they're more affluent or not. Um, in school districts, say, in the more affluent neighborhoods, yeah, Saratoga, Los Altos, Cupertino, yeah, there are programs there that exist. Um, but most schools don't. From, from sort of the, the middle class and, and, and into mm-hmm. less affluent areas, uh, they absolutely don't. And in sort of the... The, uh, how do I say this, so, socioeconomically deprived or uh, de- depressed areas of the county, um, there's practically nothing. Usually it's a nonprofit running the whole after-school program, and we partner with them. Um, schools in Milpitas, a lot of them are hurting real bad, so they're bringing us in to fill in gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, Alum Rock, where we're starting to work now, uh, we are starting to work with us. We're working this week with the school, doing uh, Lion King for Kids. Uh, at a school that's a uh, visual and performing arts magnet school uh, we're the first time they've had the visual and performing arts in five to seven years um, you're kidding I mean, they, they, they get visual arts after school but no okay. performing arts but still yeah sorry be, no 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 no. I mean that there it is it's a topic near to my heart getting kids in there but to, to even think that there is a school that bills itself as visual and performing arts and they had no program of their own there's no performing arts so the puh is not there it's yeah <laughs> We got the pa, no pa, no pa, no pa. So now That's we do inside teaching. And you joke. said Lion King. Uh, so you do a lot of the Disney Junior shows, but you also do, I think, some original we, stuff okay, too. So w- most of what we do are are Disney because Disney um, uh, through music the- musical theater international give great rates to schools. So we create our contracts with the schools, so they're actually buying the rights, so they get a really good deal. And it comes with all the scripts and books for the kids uh, that they get to keep. Uh, in the music and stuff, so it's a with it, education too. Yeah, I've looked with, at some of those scripts; they actually tell kids what staging is, what blocking. They talk is. about what staging is, and some of the kids are more or less interested in that. They mostly just want to sing and giggle, um, and that's fine. That's part of that that whole growth process. When you're working with kindergartners through sixth grade at the elementary level, that's part of it. There's a lot of I want to hang out with people and giggle and sing, which is cool. Um, that's why we're here. Yeah, right. I've been listening to podcasts for all I know, especially Rick. There's some giggling. Yeah, yeah there's, there's some, some giggling, giggling going on. A little I, I, singing. A little bit of singing. Singing, yeah. Huh? Yeah. It'll happen. Karaoke's uh, later tonight. Oh, good. No, I don't think it is. I'll, but I'll be still. leaving. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love this place. is great, by the way. Um, it is. It's a fantastic. What's the address here, Rick? I always forget. Three because, something. 
It's three digits, and it's a three something something. We are something horrible. We're going to have Bascom to bring. Avenue. We're going to have to bring Paul over. No, I can. I can. I can. If bring you're it going up. north on Bascom and you get to the Pink Poodle, turn around. You've gone too far. We don't like to talk about that, but yes. Uh, okay. If you get to Stevens Creek, you're gone. So too far. let's talk about the the uh, in store fundraiser on Monday. Sure. Night, sure. Twentieth. So uh, elusive comics and games with their partner store Isle of Gamers. Yes. Um, it hosts on Mondays. Uh, not, uh, what am I? Fundraisers for nonprofits. Ours is uh, Monday the twentieth. Everything purchased in bo- either store uh, is twenty percent of the, 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 the of the cost. Thank you. Twenty percent of the profit. Your purchase when you go there and purchase things uh, like I'll get my comic subscriptions there. Uh, come to us. Right, as a fundraiser, they donate twenty percent of everything on Mondays. Uh, it's a win-win. Brings in more people to the store, helps out a nonprofit. It's really great. Um, yeah, and is really really supportive. She's and you can you can look at their schedule. They're doing it every Monday. It's it's a really really neat opportunity for for any for any nonprofit. It's true. It is ongoing. But it is as ongoing. you and I were talking about it uh, a few weeks ago, was you know I wanted to call you call you because obviously as I said uh, Lewis and I worked together uh, a few years back in another lifetime for me. I do give money to the Audacity Performing Arts project. Uh, project. You'll get Even there. though I can't remember its name, yeah, I fair. just go and say, okay, click. You know what? I think there's a sticker here, uh, and I put my there bag is. on top of it. Uh, uh, so I could have kept it, rem- you, you know, know could you have know remembered okay, everything. Most principals can't remember. I have, a, wa- I have a water speech. bottle. I have two water bottles with it, too. And you can uh, get water out of it, too. Well, yeah, we, you wh- just can't lift the spigot. While we vamp, uh, Seven Stars Bar and Grill is at 398 <laughs> South Bascom <laughs> Avenue in San Jose, California. Thank you. Thank you. It is South, the South Baskin. You got to remember that. South it is the Star Wars themed bar. Plenty of of really cool artwork, and of course, and you can you can sit job, here right a, now. A life size job of the right hut. now. They're playing. Um, I'm watching on that screen. I'm watching uh, Star Wars uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Over there is uh, uh, that's uh, Star Trek. Uh, the, One of them. Uh, the the new the <laughs> Abrams reboot Star Trek. Um, did that have a name besides Star Trek? The first one did not. Okay, this is Star Trek. Over there, we're watching The Watch- Walking Dead. Behind me is Tron Legacy, and I'm sure I ha- uh, Tron Legacy. I'm sure I haven't covered all the mo- all the screens. I saw earlier there was Die Hard. Uh, there was Die Hard Four. So it's yeah, the Jabba it's a- the Hut that kind of worries me a bit. No, oh, Jabba's he's staring at me. Jo- well, for a lot of reasons, <laughs> it used to actually uh, serve beer. For luck, you're supposed to go but over they and kiss dis- his but tongue. But they discovered that it was going uh, yeah, to wear it away. No, no, no. We, we it, ser- it served a beer? It had a little spigot out through it, but the, but the, the keg, uh, the nozzle kind of messed with the integrity of the figure, so they deconverted it, I guess, from okay. that. So now it's just a great, it's awesome pretty, sculpture. It's pretty groovy here. And the, yeah, and they've got a Millennium Falcon uh, replica in front of the, I guess it's the karaoke, the DJ station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The KJ station. And so uh, this is an awesome place. And I did want to see. Can you see I think Paul? Decapitated. Okay. Paul was right over there a second ago, but he's up and up and dealing with customers right now. Okay, then I, I guess Paul is gonna. We'll we'll call him over because they are having a special event for Last Jedi. If you're local in San Jose and there are still tickets available, I we'll have him come over that. to talk about that. Maybe we get back that. to back to movies. So let us take this opportunity uh, to. If you want to chime in, I'm, I'm I'm really glad to have you because every now and then I get uh, I will get texts or emails from from uh, Lewis also who who will say on Facebook. So I remind you, of course, that if you want to contact us, you can find us at our Facebook page, uh, Fanboy Planet. And you should you Click can also follow and friend now. And you can also uh, follow us on uh, Twitter 
at Fanboy Planet. There is also, of course, any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. And I am going to say that, of course, you things. Instagram, dude. I do have Instagram. Uh, I find Instagram and Twitter sort of redundant, but okay, you know, a little bit. I do both. However, I should say that everything we talk about here on the gift guide, if you cannot find it at the fundraiser at Elusive on Monday night or your local brick and mortar store, you can go to Amazon.com through links that are on Fanboy Planet. We have a search box and often direct links. And for this, I think you and I will collaborate. We'll get that uh, oh, it'll be linked direct, up. direct linked up to what we talk about on the gift I've guide. I've already got my links done. As well as thinkgeek.com. Uh, Some of the, I know at least one thing I'm talking about tonight will I've be got two from, from, from thinkgeek. And so, uh, we are an affiliate with them. You can go to the links there on fanboyplanet.com. So, let us talk about our gift guide. That is it. Let's get to it, man. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm a little excited, too. I actually uh, I I realized... I brought my iPad for my Christmas list. When I take this back, I've got a letter. Because I've said people should write you do, into letters. You do. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Letters. Before we get letters. to the... Before we get <clears> I'm sorry that Nate singing. is not here to sing this, but... Um, it's not uncanny. We've, We've got, got Fanny Mail. I uh, really should have backed up for the microphones for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's try it again. It's, it's not, not uncanny. uncanny. We've got, got Fanny Mail. It doesn't still, work without still. the jazz hands. Yeah, yeah. you got to have the jazz hands. I can add Nate, those later. Help. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't come in. He has a <laughs> lovely soprano singing voice. So uh, this is from a reader named Scott Blackshire. I felt really good about this because you actually referenced this article Last week, yes, and I don't know if he was a listener or if he just found the article. Okay. But he wrote in, I just wanted to congratulate you on the depth of your comic book knowledge. I'm surprised you were the only person to give credit to Bob Layton for the lighthearted characterization of Thor, in parentheses, let's say, in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, prior to 1982, all members of Asgard were treated as overly noble and loosely Shakespearean. Bob Layton was allowed the leeway to take the minor Marvel character of Hercules in a comedic yet still heroic direction. It was a great, which I great called, series. Called yeah. out in the Reading yeah. After Ragnarok article saying you should find Hercules Prince of Power because I think Thor Ragnarok owes a huge debt Definitely. to that series. Definitely. Two miniseries collected in one volume with a sci fi take on Hercules in, in the galaxy and definitely the same kind of. They yeah, it even carried in, carried over into Incredible Herc. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually read that. I no, need to that find was great. That. that was Amadeus Cho. That was one right. Of the early I think I, I think that should be available on Marvel Comics Unlimited. I so therefore, so. Um, I should throw at the top of this gift guide. We always say give to first off charities. My work is actually doing this. My department is doing a thing where you say identify a charity that you think someone else, one of your coworkers would like to have money given to in their name. Uh-huh. And they're doing Secret Santas that way, which I think is really cool. So I'd say... If, I'm waving at him. If you can't make it to Elusive, how can... Where do people go to donate to the Audacity Performing Arts Project Incorporated? Yes, it does have an INC. God, it does! A, that's right. Stickers he's, help! He's reading a sticker. <laughs> uh, November 20... Uh, AudacityPerformingArts.org is our landing page for our November twenty on the our November twentieth fundraiser. On the bottom of that page is a click and donate PayPal button. You can click and donate anything of your choice, and you can even make it a recurring uh, donation. Mm-hmm. So, if you had a spare thousand dollars a month and you want to do a recurring donation, we invite you to do that. 
we'd be happy to, to, a to spare help, thousand to help, dollars to help you. Out. Yeah, we'd help you, help you, help you out with that. God bless you with that. I hope it happens. Uh, at, at some point on AudacityFarmingArts.com in uh, December, we will be selling T-shirts too. Um, Excellent. Yes, and if you want free stickers, I suppose you could email me, but you'll have to ask later. I think we'll have a stack as well if people want to come to whatever the next live show we have. We'll, we'll bring probably the, the five there, five hundred. Five hundred. We'll have stickers for Audacity Performing uh, Arts Project. I will leave them at Elusive too, so you have to go to Elusive and there buy some go. of your stickers. There, there we go. go. Also, uh, we always say uh, the Hero Initiative is another great yep. charity to give to. What else do we like? The, Hero the Comic Books Legal Defense Fund. The Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. CBDF. CBLDF. LDF. Yes. Which was the one that provided health? Wasn't there one that provided health care? That's the Hero Initiative. Yeah, yeah, it used to be really, Actor, really cool. a commitment to our roots. But it, in fact, it was, uh, speaking of of, uh, of Thor, Michael Avon Emming, who, who was the writer on the, the now trade paperback Thor Ragnarok's, mm-hmm. one of the writers there, he posted. He tweeted this week why the Hero Initiative is so great. Is that I believe it's his wife has uh, needed was in dire need of medical care, uh-huh. and they took care of a lot of that. And again, my friend uh, Mo is the medical consultant for them and makes sure helps that helps the Hero wow. Initiative take care of the paperwork because obviously anybody who's had to negotiate our Fantastic. our wonderful healthcare system. You know, knows the, the paperwork's hell. So, my uh, friend Mo is a is a esteemed doctor and uh, and a huge comic book fan. So he helps out with uh, with the Hero Initiative. Groups like that are awesome. I, Absolutely, I just, yeah, it's amazing the kind of work people do along those lines. Because they're the kind that I like. I mean, please give to whichever nonprofit you wish. These just are recommendations, but I like these kinds of nonprofits that are handling issues that people wouldn't necessarily think of. As a problem, because right. I know you talk to people about comics and they go, "Oh, those guys—they're making money hand over fist." <laughs> you know, no. Stanley is because he had a sweet deal, but yes. Jack Kirby was not—did not. That's why we get why his yeah. family sued to get some of that sweet, sweet Marvel movie money, and deservedly so. Yeah, so they're getting better, but they're still—they got a ways to go. So yes, so let's get to that guide. Uh, let's start with books. We, we like to start with that okay. reading matter. You want to start with books, huh? Well, I because we, we normally do we do like comics, movies, All right. TV. So. I'll start with my favorite book of the year. It's not true, but it's a uh, it's a book I thought was really um, really kind of cool when I saw it. It was like I've been looking for this book and I didn't realize it. And it's the maps of the Disney parks charting sixty years from California to Shanghai. I remember when you bought it, which is and recommended it on the podcast. A wonderful a hardback collection of of Disney memorabilia through the way the park evolved and the way the parks evolved and not only are there maps there are like stories about how the how the layout changed and how rides were involved evolved and uh just a really fun thing to just kind of page through i'm i'm doing it real slow i'm going about you know a page every couple of days and just studying the map and because i basically Do you grew up with who, disney who wrote that no, I don't remember. And, and, and we will have the link to this. The is the whole thing about the history, Disney history, which of course is fascinating to both both of us. You know, this is another one of those years where a lot of the Disney, the beginnings of the Imagineers, they're passing away. So yeah, yeah. we want to capture that history and get it while they while they, while they still are. Marty Sklar, uh, I yes. think, may have been the one who had worked on that mm-hmm. maps book, and he passed away shortly after D twenty three and. I think Exitensio just passed away. And oh, that's really 
tragic to me and reminds me that there's a, a Raleigh Cl- Crump exhibit that I want to get down to in uh, Oceanside, I think through, through December. I have to leave. I have a road trip to take because I just realized <laughs> I still haven't done that. But, okay, and that's a good one. Okay. I'm going to go back also to a book that I have mentioned on the podcast before, which was a book I discovered at Comic-Con this past summer. I believe it came out in January or February. One of the most surprising, left-field, fantastic, moving graphic novels I may have ever read, which is my favorite thing is Monsters. Yes. And... The only bad thing about my favorite thing is Monsters is that it's volume one of two. And so that you have to wait. when I got to the end of this book that like you like I was doing a few pages at a time because I didn't want to rush through this. I wanted to just savor everything about this experience and this this wonderful well, I mean say wonderful. It's a dark story being told in a wonderful manner. Mm-hmm. And then to realize that it came to an element that's been hinted at throughout the whole first volume, and then, boom, cliffhanger. And like, the pages. Like, crap, no. <laughs> and I'm not sure when volume two is coming out. Yeah. But it is a beautiful book. It is unlike any other graphic novel I've ever read. Done from the perspective of a 10-year-old girl as a notebook drawn in colored pencils and pen. And it... it and of course, she perceives it because she's a fan of like famous monsters of Filmland, though they don't use right, she doesn't right, use that right. particular title. But she perceives herself as a monster, as a werewolf girl, and she's investigating a murder mystery in her building. And so much more comes out, and and this child trying to process the depths of horrors in '60s Chicago, and it gets involved in a Holocaust story and a. Weimar Republic Germany and the corruption and she's trying to process it all it's it's astoundingly beautiful I, I cannot recommend that book enough so excellent so we're going to do I, I divided comic book collections and books so I just you, I, you just did both I just did both okay I'll go back to um, this this will be really fast I'll do, I do two, three, three I'll do three. two really fast because we already talked about both of them okay um Swamp Thing Bronze Age Omnibus. I almost picked volume that. Volume 1. I almost picked that. Uh, lovely. If you've, all, if you've enjoyed the Swamp Thing at any time during your life, you really should go back and read the original ones, and you'll enjoy it. It's a, it's a solid collection. It's well-priced. It's uh, editorial. It's great. The second one, and this is a bargain, is Planet of the Apes Archive Volume 1 Terror on the Planet of the Apes. costs about 40 bucks, maybe less, um, and this is like the the Marvel black and white books which were just lush and great storytelling and they they took the the movie uh, the movie stories and then they went further into telling you all about the planet of the age and I think that on Facebook literally when we when I drew Ross Ritchie into a conversation with you I think you can find it on Amazon you may be able to find it at your store but I think it is sold out at Diamond so I checked. It is a great. I checked. I got the link from Amazon this afternoon. Right. So I'm saying Amazon. Amazon yeah. probably has it. Diamond does not. But, okay. But okay. I, I could be wrong, but I believe that's what Ross told me. Okay. So next, I'm going to go digital because this is an incredible digital book. Target, a digital book. Same books. Okay. But it's comics. Okay. Uh, because I meant to mention it last week, but I didn't get the review copy from Comicsology. Okay. Until after we finished the podcast. 
I'm hoping that this gets a nice hardbound edition because it needs to. I, it is uh, Harvey Kurtzman had a dream project that he never got to complete, and it was an adaptation of a Christmas Carol called oh. Marley's Ghost. Yes. So Shannon Wheeler of Too Much Coffee Man, right, and and unfor- a couple of artists whose names unfortunately I am blanking on at the moment. They finished it from his thumbnail thumbnails and his pitches. He's been he had been trying to do this since the late fifties, but it was before graphic novels were a thing, so he could not interest a publisher. He was this guy who had just founded Mad. So had had uh... so he had done a script. He'd done he'd done some layouts. Okay, he'd done some concepts. He never got to complete it. So so Will Eisner hadn't done any of his stuff before. Okay. He had not yet done. I mean, they they were not printing like a contract with God is 1978, 1958. Right. Nobody had done. I thought had, he had some stuff. Did a serious okay. Okay. serious collection. Sure, sure. I say like, contract with God. I know is the first. Yeah, is, is Eisner's first. There are other books that might qualify. Yeah, Kurtzman could not. There's some obscure anyone. ones. Yeah. So it's done in the style of Kurtzman. It is a beautiful adaptation of a Christmas Carol. I need to write a separate review up. But I really want to because it's it's a steal on comicsology. This way, I want a lush hardbound, but it's like four bucks on comicsology. This yeah. hundred and twenty page graphic novel that was a giant. I mean, right? The Harveys they they have an award named after this guy. His dream project, and it, right now you can get it on comicsology for four bucks. Excellent, which you can find on Amazon. Uh, helpful. Yep. We'll have that yeah. link there. So the next thing I had, um, this one I just like. This goes out to my Doc Savage friends, um, most of which who my already, Hidalgo homies. All, all, most of them already have it, but um, Doc Savage Empire of Doom, uh, which is uh, from the Wild Adventures of Doc Savage by Will Murray. Um, this is the first novel that. Combines Doc Savage and the Shadow, taking on one of the Shadow's major villains, and uh, just say she won con. Good, yeah, good, good, solid, uh, pulpy fun. I'm still welcome at the geek meeting. Yes, you are. <laughs> you could even come to the convention if you can. Uh, work no, no, I'm spending too much money on Comic Con already. Do you have any more books? I do have one more book. I have one more book because we uh, have. I'm going to take responsibility for the kale this year. Last year you did the physics book. Okay. A little educational thing. Yeah, I love that book. And I, I know, but it's the kind of thing that, like, you know, somebody opens up and it's like, it's a book. It sucks. Uh, so, you know, the good for you book. The good for you. Because I think what's yeah. going on right now desperately needs this. And I looked up the exact, well, exact title. Marshall McLuhan. Okay. A book called, oh dear Lord, which the title I have always thought was wrong. I've misquoted, or perhaps he quoted somewhere else and titled something else clever. I've always thought it was The Medium is the Message. It's much more cleverly titled, The Medium is the Massage. Yes. A 60s warning about what unrestricted media coming at us was going to do. And I feel... That along the lines I had recommended a while back, the, the "Amusing Ourselves to Death" by Neil Postman. Yes, yes. That Postman took a lot of ideas from McLuhan, mm-hmm. and so he I think stole. It, okay, he stole. Uh, no, no, no. He homaged. He homaged. You bitter intellectual. I know. I no, just, 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 just I Neil. I think he homaged the Neil, massage. Neil Postman. 
I think Lewis has like what three PhDs and at least one from religious studies. No, which no, means, no. no. I have know, a degree in religion. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah. So there's no one more bitterly intellectual than religious studies. He's read McLuhan and Neil Poston both. So anyway, uh, it's. I think everybody needs an education and an education to themselves for themselves about what's going on with media. Media. You know the story about that title, right? No. He actually meant it to be called "The Medium is the Message," and as I understand it, there was a typing error at the printer, and he went, "Ooh, I like it," and kept it. I love it. It was fantastic. Accidental greatness. That's a brilliant book, by the way. I want I want the map book. I've already ordered it on Amazon while we're sitting here. Through Fanboy Planet? Okay, it's in my shop. I'll go back and do okay, it. Okay, you in suck. <laughs> oh, my. November 20th? Wait, wait, a, get kicked out. Way to endear yourself to the listeners, Derek. Uh, no, if you're a listener and don't go through it, that's fine. But Lewis is, yeah, I I'm, thought he was a friend. Okay, okay, okay. Um, speaking of. I bought uh, you clothes. That is true. Speaking of books. Uh, multiver- the Multiversity Deluxe Edition. Multiversity? Be- Multiversity Deluxe Edition. The, uh, the whole... Uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison treatise on the DC universe and how it, uh, how it gets scrambled and reshuffled and then laid out in a diagram that you can look at Which, and reference. Let's, let's be honest. It is, uh, it is Grant Morrison's The Medium is the Massage yes. to Scott Snyder's Dark, <laughs> dark nights. I would say. I would say that's <laughs> not a that's not an unfair uh, comparison. But a piece of my soul just fell off and shattered on the ground. No, no, no. I'm just that's just paying attention that I'm proving I'm listening to you. But this is a book, and oddly enough, this book stands alone, entirely stands alone, without any other background need, needed for going into it. Just to give your mind a super hard twist. Uh, at in trying to figure out what exactly continuity means in the DC universe, and which we'll talk about a little later. And I, I, I highly recommend it to anybody who spends uh, more than forty dollars a year on comics. All right, <laughs> a year, a year. People do that annually. <laughs> well, then, then they should be buying the book. <laughs> They're not listening to this podcast. Breathe, Derek. Breathe. No, I'm just, I wish I had that kind of restraint. Anyway. Where I'm, are you going next? I'm going to move to multimedia. Okay. I mean, let's get it out of the way. We said last week, it's got to go on the gift list, which is the DC Universe 10th Anniversary box set. 30 animated films set in the DC Universe or dealing with the DC Universe. Not, however, I noticed, not including the Adam West Batman movies that they've just released, the animated ones, the... Right. Return of the Cape Crusaders and Batman vs. Two-Face. So those are just The one-shots, yeah. The one-shots. But they're... Definitely, those are worth worth a look as well. But you've got this beautiful box set. Really, we talked about it last week. But I just wanted to include... That is... Clearly, that's a gift. That's something to go under somebody's tree. Indeed. So go ahead. Uh, I don't have any... I have one thing under multimedia, and that is... uh, And it's just... It's such a bargain, and it's so poignant at this point... You can go out on, on and buy the movie Idiocracy for four bucks, and you really should. This should be in every home. It's sort of everyone, like a medium is the massage. Everyone, everyone should. <laughs> Except that one's funny. Everyone should watch this this uh, this this warning of a movie about the way we decide whether or not to have children or not. The smart people decide to put it off. The dumb people don't think about it and just have lots and lots. And I think it's a little harsh and class worry, but it's funny. And there's we can take a larger. 
there is a fear. Yeah. I, I, I say that while at the same time, uh, because I, I like to say, please, there are no shortage of a-holes on the right or the left. I, it's not a left or right thing. Yeah. It's, it's whether or not we want to be an educated and society or not. Society or not. Yeah. It's kind of like Logan's run, though. I start wondering, who's actually keeping that society going if everybody's... A, it's true. This, the only thing missing from the film is where is the secret cabal of super geniuses hidden away in a tower? I, I did write a short story alive. that dealt they're, with They're that. making Soylent Green slowly in the back room. Well, sure. Uh, my next would be the... Because I think re- this is a reasonable bargain as well, that BBC America is releasing a complete set... Of all of a show, I have not actually watched, but everyone I know who's watched it loves it, which is Orphan Black. Oh yeah! So for a hundred dollars, the Blu-ray box set of all five seasons is is coming out in time for Christmas. So I just want to throw that out there. I know that that's one people love. It's a bargain. If you're like me, it's on the the quote unquote retirement list. When I'm retired and have time to watch all the blue, it's never going to happen. But (laughs) it just means. You just wrote me something. We, when we get to movies, do we put cable movies? Do we put like Netflix movies? Uh, I count that as TV. That's, okay, when we get TV, I've got one to add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, that. Okay. I, I've got nothing left, but I don't think you probably have a game section. So I'm going to... Um, no, I, sort of, I did sort of, but I didn't actually have any games. So it's okay. going to come back. So I'm going to recommend, if you like Rick and Morty... This is a wonderful time to be alive. Aside from the fact that you, you, we just had a season you can watch over and over again, there are no less than three great Rick and Morty board games, and they are Rick and Morty Close Encounters of the Rick Kind, which is a deck builder, and then you've got Munchkin Rick and Morty, which is a game I which normally... Which we bought. I normally hate I, I Munchkin. I have Munchkin, and I knew that. But... but why I, not ask you to play it? I actually bought that because one I because I figured <laughs> that was one that would work in that format. It, it's sort of like uh, like watching Medea Boo, a Medea Halloween. Indeed. If there is ever a version of Munchkin Rick would like, it would be the Medea Probably. Munchkin. Munchkin's brilliant. No, I don't have a problem that Rick has a no, long No, it's not a game, though. It's, 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 it's barely... Uh, anyway. Um, it's a game. It's not a game. It's a hilarious game. Rick, Rick and Morty, the last one, Rick and Morty Total Rickall, which is all about that episode where oh, they're yeah. locked in the house with the with the, uh, the, the monsters. You know, they have, a, they have a clue, too. Yes, the, I don't I don't have that on my list, so I, I, I'm I can't. Af- I'm always afraid to get those, I can't, I, those well-known branded games, like how many copies of Monopoly yes, can you have? Yes. How many clues? I really yes. don't need it. I have to, I will say that everything on my list, I have personally tested, and I, it gets the Rick stamp of approval, especially the Rick and Morty stuff. What about the Morty? Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, I will have one last multimedia because it kind of snuck out there. Okay. Which is, there's an interesting from Warner Home Video, an interesting two-movie set, which is Superman the movie, the, how do they phrase this, the extended cut, okay. and the special edition. So it's the same movie twice, but one is Richard Donner's final cut, that's the special edition, apparently done in 2000, about the time they did the Superman 2 Donner cut, which is kind of a... Right. Zombie out of different pieces that were still in existence. And the extended cut... Frankenstein, you mean. That's what I meant, yes. The extended cut is the one that was shown on ABC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which has... Funny, this is going to come back. About a half an hour (laughs) more material. 
which I always wished I had because the Superman the movie calendar in 1978 was almost exclusively stills from what would become the extended cut that didn't oh, make neat. it into the movie. Oh, did you save that calendar? I probably did somewhere because it, uh, when I was a kid, it made me really mad. And then they showed it on ABC, and I went, "There it is! That's, That's the, the scene, scene I've been looking at." Yeah. One of my one of my favorite things where, where Lex Luthor actually puts him through a gauntlet to test, like right. the fire and right, machine right, guns. Right. I remember that on ABC, right? But yep. only on ABC, it right. wasn't in the theater because he so, just kind of walks in the door. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. So uh, it is now available, and I think because it's that home video, the Warner Archive. I don't think you can get it in stores. I think you have to get it through Amazon. I'm not. I'm not positive, but if you can find it, it I don't know where people go to get DVDs anymore. You, um, go, you go to Fanboy Planet and click on the Amazon link. Well, yeah, that's yes, it. But I mean, it. but in brick and mortar stores, I don't know. I guess Barnes and Noble still carries. Oh DVDs. yeah, Barnes and Noble does. Wal- or Walmart does. Fries. Uh, I thought you were going to say Walgreens. Walgreens no, does, fries, but they don't carry fries. Blue does. Ah uh, yes. Fries Electronics. Yeah. Walmart. You said is Walmart. that national? Is Fry's national? Target, or kind of. Coast? Yeah, they're they're not in every state, but they're all over the U.S. Okay, so there are places. I, you know, it's just funny. I don't go to any of them. I, right. I go to Fanboy Planet and click on the Amazon link. Excellent. Such a liar, because earlier I just busted you. <laughs> okay, my next one. From now on. My next game is one I've never mentioned to you before, but uh, I actually got a copy sent to me for review. And this is called... Hide the Avocado. Mangaka. M-A-N-G-A-K-A, the Fast and Furious game of drawing comics. And this is a this is a social almost uh, party game where you're 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 a comics creator build, drawing a manga series of panels. And um, I'm out. it's not not necessarily you don't have to be a good drawer. You don't have to be a good drawer or artist uh, to to How do, are your drawings? I want to draw raw. <laughs> um, you know my name is Rick. Okay, go ahead. So um, anyway, it's if you're if you're looking if you're into manga and you were looking for a party game and you have friends you'll you'll enjoy this game. So, um, but the other one that I wanted to, I wanted to mention in the same breath because I have a feeling I have more of these than you do. Um, I, I go in threes. Okay. Sheets. Okay. Uh, One hundred swords, which as far as I know is only available at lo- online. We'll you can find it if you do do a Google search for it. We'll have the link on the on the site. Uh, 100 Swords is a micro deck builder, and it is a dungeon crawl. A $15 deck of cards uh, gets you into it. You can play this. You play this uh, this dungeon crawl where you're going through, and you're it's a deck builder. So you're building your hand, your deck of cards as you go through the dungeon to go better and better. Although one more Star Wars cocktail here, and I'll be doing a dungeon crawl a little later. But this is if you like it, you there is so much of this game to buy. You can you if you wanted to buy everything in 100 it's Swords, expandable. it's expandable. $160 to get everything, which is like four major decks, uh, place uh, the. Uh, mats to play on and all this other stuff so it's it's definitely a barbie game you know you get barbie you could buy the barbie doll but you knew you were going to end you up buying the dream house you know what game that's like what disney infinity yes it is which would be on my list yes it is is the disney ow toy box. ow ow i've got this pain ow, yes ow uh the disney toy box line of action figures that disney's released and i don't know if they're available outside of the disney stores but they are taking a i'm not going to say they're taking the mold from the Disney Infinity figures, but it definitely you know you is don't get that mold if you keep them washed and dried. No, 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 you know what I mean by throwing the they're not they're not quite the same. I did the comparison. I know they're the same stylistic. The, the original uh, clay carvings were probably by the same artist, and they're and they're not 
I take that back. There's one character who did not appear in the Infinity, Infinity? game, which is the Stormtrooper. You did not have a Stormtrooper figure. Okay. You did have a Kylo Ren. You had a Rey. So there's three Star Wars. Kylo Ren, Rey, Stormtrooper. Three Marvels. Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man. Okay. And then three Toy Stories. Buzz, Woody, and Jesse. Right. And, they, and they all have uh, Sounds like starter sets. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> um, yeah, flashback. And, it, and the funny thing is... I, Remind me because it, it has been a while. I, yeah. I've gone back and I've gotten picked up a few Infinity figures at like the rock bottom sale prices, like sure. three bucks. Sure. Did you get the, the Alice in Wonderland ones? I did not. They're very hard to find because that was right. That was after they had announced. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I have. I did not because I, I have I, two of them because I didn't. I think that's all the. Well, there was Time, Alice, and Mad Hatter. Right. I have. So. I have. Mad Hatter and Time. I don't have. Alice. They are not included in Disney Infinity uh, no. Disney Toy Box. That's not. But a the Disney Toy Box figures are twelve ninety five a piece, and I think that's about what the Infinity figures. Yeah, were twelve ninety five, maybe thirteen ninety five. If it had a, they were retail around fifteen dollars. We would usually get them on sales, and yeah, like that was it. There was three for the price of two of kind of things. And yes, this, is, this is proof that magic has ruined games. They're all. Buy more, buy more, buy more. Oh, yeah. What's, what's the game you just suggested, Rick? The, the 100 Swords? That's got, a, that's got a finite threshold. You know how much you're in for if you yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, it's got a finite threshold for now. Well, you can you can buy the... The At nice thing about that is you can buy the original set for $15. You can play that game. That's a great game. Play it along. If you like it, you can buy more. But you don't have to. How many yeah, more but Magic, you buy? you're in for I a grand if you want to enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a friend brought a friend brought this over to the house and said, "You have to try this." And I looked at it. And go, really? It looks like self published. Yeah, Rick. The first one's free. I just I just had to. I went ahead and bought them all. Yeah, I said, "It's like games on." The why risk store? being not being able to find them again later? Okay, You're so right. so um, a traditional board game. Uh, Mayfair Games just came out with a game called Star Trek Five Year Mission. Which in which you can play as members of the original crew or members of the next generation, and it's a cooperative game. It's a dice rolling game where you're trying to complete missions and uh, score enough points to uh, to win the game by completed missions and not let the ship blow up. Can I play as a crew member on the Orville? You can pretend. Okay, I do. I think. I think. I think that's a that's. That is a brilliant idea. We should make um, handmade Orville cards to play in this game. I, I, we're not going to let that fall apart. We're not. That's going to happen. Um, the, if you guys could see the look on Rick's face, he's dead serious. Yeah, I'm no, no, dead no, serious. no. They can hear it in his voice. <laughs> no, I have seen the that look, expression. The look, way too expression. Often. It's like, oh no, he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am texting Debbie right now and say, so keep him distracted hide, for three months. Hide the 3D <laughs> printer. Um, the, the, and if you if you're intrigued at all, go to Tabletop, the uh, YouTube video, YouTube um, Geek and Sundry show it's with Will Wheaton. Wheaton. Will Wheaton plays this game, and it's just absolutely hilarious. Did I mention that Will Wheaton and I saw Hamilton the same night? No, you did. We ran into. Were you each sitting other next to each other? No, 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 no. no. You just, you saw each other in the restroom. I literally pushed past and was like, "Who's pro- oh Will Wheaton?" Hmm. And then later, there he was again. So. It's just a weird. What are no, they, no, it's normal. Toilet brush with greatness. So, ooh, yes. Uh, next on my list would be. This is for a little something for those who just have dreamed of this. You know, there are incredible Blade Runner twenty forty nine action figures. Really, you can get a really detailed miniature Ryan Gosling. I don't know if you want can one. Can I get that crazy love girl? But I no, you can only get Harrison Ford 
and Ryan Gosling. You know the one I'm talking about, the, in the yes. white white outfits. And, yeah. Yes, please, not the week for it, Rick. So that's you can get that. That's available on ThinkGeek. I swear I did not go out of my way to pick things that you could get through the affiliate, but that's where I found it. I bet you can find it at Toys R Us. And by the way, since they're hurting, go to Toys R Us. Uh, but still. Uh, you can find these Blade Runner figures, and, and I believe they're just Their new two. slogan is, Toys R Us, you'll miss us when we're gone. Oh. <laughs> You're going to miss me when I'm dead. Yeah. I will. I miss it. They've, they've closed down two two of the stores in this area, and I miss What was the other one? I knew they did close Winchester. They closed Winchester, and they closed, I think they closed the one on the east side, San Jose. I think there's one at East Street. There's, there's somewhere over there left, and there's one up in where you live. I thought they closed the one, the, the one at Erie Street. I think they closed. South San they, Jose still exists, right? The, the one on the, Amadan? The one on, on Blossom Hill Road is still there. Yeah, I think so. This is great radio for people in Des Moines. Well, you know, we do have a bit of a Bay Area focus. That's we obviously true. do. That's so true. I apologize. You can find but anything we talk about This is like anywhere. listening to people talk about fast food restaurants that aren't in my area. <laughs> Well, uh, if you can't find them, you know, you go to Culver's sure to, and you want to get the, you know. Make sure to go to the fanboyplanet.com and click on the Amazon link. Yes. Hey, thank you. You are going to be our designated shill tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, what's next on your list? I'm going to finish off my games with a one that I actually have in my bag, and I wish I wish it was light enough here. I brought it thinking maybe we could play it, but it's called Marvel Codenames, and it's a it's the latest, latest game in the Codename series. Codenames is really... I explain it to people like it's a word game for people who hate word games because it's basically a grid of words in most of them and you have two teams and two team leaders and the team leaders will say a single word that is trying to get the other their team to identify specific squares on the board with those words on it that's just a really rough um, simple explanation of it it's a blast of a game and it's um, you can play it with you can play it with like 12 people at once because you only need to have everyone standing like a around. Group. You need a group of people yelling and screaming and having... Basically, you can play it with four time. people, but you really rather play it with six to eight. Is there a Skyrim or Dune version of Code Word? There, there are. There's a Disney version. There is one called Duet, which is just for two people. I apologize. That was a very inside joke for there's, sci-fi there's, fans. But the Marvel, Marvel Code Names is... It, the cards have two sides. One just has, it might say, like, Ragnarok or Molnir or whatever on it. And the other side actually has pictures of the superheroes. So you can play it with the picture side up and have to identi- and have to say, like, if I you're really trying to get Green Goblin and Hulk, you might say Green 2. I really like that you brought up Milner because that is my next recommendation. Excellent. There is. And this is, unfortunately... I, in a way, unfortunately, you can't find it at your local brick and mortar. You do have to go through Think Geek because it was created for Think Geek. There is a replica of Mjolnir that is a 44 piece tool set. Oh, it opens up? It opens up. Oh, that's cool. And Can you tool. carry it by the handle? Yes. In your job so shop? I, yes. So you can be. What was the name of the. Uh, when Thor was a. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting? No, no, no. When Thor was a. Oh, Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike. What was his name? Sigerson. Olaf Sigerson. Olaf Sigerson. I, I believe yeah. you're right. So anyway, yes, they do have this Milner. It's ninety nine dollars, ninety nine ninety nine, and it opens up forty four piece tool set. Metric only, or no? No, <laughs> it, it's weird. It's all in runes. But uh, anyway, I just thought I saw that. I thought that That's is brilliant. a cool thing. That is brilliant. And I wish I knew how to use tools. So buy it, it and learn. You can you know, go out there, take the car apart. What you did, and then you said, "Don't touch the tools." 
put that down, Derek, and before I drilled my eye out. So, <laughs> anyway. You hurt yourself. It's got electricity. <laughs> yes. Quinty. I don't think any of these are electric. I think it's ratchets, uh, wrenches, so forth, different sizes. Okay, so do you have any more Think Geek? I got nothing. Okay, I've got two Think Geeks. Because I try to keep it, you know, I know. going, because I don't want to be here all night. So, I'll go oh, quick. I love this place. Um, if you're a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild fan, if you go to Think Geek, you can get a Breath of the Wild Sheikah Slate sketchbook, which is just awesome to think you can have a Sheikah Slate on your hip, just like Link does, and you can open it up. And I did stuff. almost pick that because I think my son would totally dig it. Oh, he would just, you, you should get it for him. I got for one for my son. A um, little difference in age. Uh, little. So the other, the other one is Think Geek has an R2-D2 tape measure. That is just so cute. And it would go very well with your Molnir. No, it wouldn't because it's R2-D2 versus Disney, Marvel. man. They're both yeah, Disney. No, it's, it's, they're both Disney. I'm with Rick. They're Disney. Move on. No. no. It's, just a, it's a almost, matter of minutes. If you minutes. want to be more sophisticated, I almost also recommended the R2-D2 coffee press. But uh, I don't know if we're pro or anti-Keurig uh, this week. So I figured the... <laughs> and I... I the coffee press is an item that my son saw and said, Dad, you need to get one. Now, my son is anti-coffee, but he still felt that I needed to get it. The problem is I realized I have no idea how to do a coffee press. I, I do Oh, I can teach you. No, I don't want to. A French you know, press? On, somewhere on add-on, somewhere on Instagram, has the little ice uh, things making the Death Stars for your cock- ice oh, yeah, Death yeah. Stars. But you have cocktail. one, right? I have we, several we, of we've them. Had, we had Death Star cocktails once. Yes. Yeah. So, so I've, I have a couple of things that I want to throw in as well for, you know, if none of this appeals to, and especially if you have people who don't, you don't live near, but you want to get them something, consider giving them app games. So you can most, um, the, I, I, the, I think giant Apple will be worse. Somebody would please confirm for me that I didn't just hallucinate a T-Rex outside. No, he's walking No, he's by. been wandering yeah, okay. around the bar. Good. Yeah. I, just, I, I didn't know. I was looking at you. Well, yeah, and I didn't want to describe what was going on, so you're <laughs> okay. welcome. That's good. Anyway, if you know what kind of phone your friend has, you can send. You can actually send them an app. That's great to play play with. Um, <laughs> if you're I'm looking, start sending Derek apps. Uh, if you're looking for, um, I will hate this night. We've we've mentioned it a lot of t- uh, on a number of times. Derek in particular loves uh, Marvel Unlimited. You can send somebody a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Comics Unlimited. Marvel Comics Unlimited uh, for a month, uh, two months, three months, whatever you want to do. Um, I have a couple of friends that I buy, uh, I regularly buy a subscription for by way of I go to the store and I buy an additional copy of that book. And when I see them, I drop three or four issues on, you know, if I haven't seen it for a couple of months. I, of, uh, of a book that I buy them. So I buy them a subscription that I get, give them throughout the year. Um, and uh, Which we should mention, it's not just Marvel Comics Unlimited. It's also Comicsology. Comicsology Unlimited right. as well. And you can do it with Netflix and Netflix DVD. You can give it to it if they like manga. Crunchyroll, you can do Crunchyroll gift cards. And uh, one thing I do every year to, to a bunch of people who Actually, I work yes. with. Shh, don't tell my son, but he's getting a Crunchyroll gift card. Excellent. Um, you, uh, Amazon and uh, any of the e-comics, you can make great gifts to just send it. If you know they have an iPad or they have an Amazon Kindle or a Nook or whatever, you can send. They all have ways to send a book directly to them. And what you do is you just do it on Christmas Eve 
is there anything nicer than playing Santa on Christmas Eve to somebody who's two, 3,000 miles away from you? I can think of a few things, but can still. You? Like, yeah. I think, yeah. Well, I, I can too, but I actually, it's, it, it's, 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 it's a oh, cool sure, idea. Oh, sure, it is sweet, but yeah, sure. That's a, it's a cool idea. I mean, I'm not going to do it for my family, but I mean, Rick's family is probably cooler. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. I know. Uh, <laughs> and that taps I, I'm, me. I'm out. sitting here thinking about what, what, what form of Star Wars cutlery do I have to get, or Star Trek cutlery do I have to get her for Christmas this year? I think I got her R2D2 measuring cups last year. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Then she's got some spatulas or something. Maybe I'll have to pony up and get her a I'm waffle sure, maker. Or a uh, there's still waffle, make, waffle yes. makers available. Yes. On and the toaster. There's a lot of stuff and. Don't don't forget, you know, Last Jedi coming out. There's a whole new set of stuff I'm sure coming out in the next two or three weeks. I, as if Force Friday was not enough. Uh, so run over to uh, Elusive Comics and Games on Monday and stock up on your Funko. <laughs> yes. Oh, the pops. Oh, the pops. Let's talk. So some, addicting. Let's talk some comics. Because speaking of digital, did want to say that. I think this is. I think it's all come complete. Made Fire is is now finally, I believe, a fully functional digital comics distributor because Image. They just now yes. say Image went to Made Fire. Yes. So I think they. I know they have IDW. They've got DC. They've got Marvel. I thought they had Dark Horse. I may be wrong, but now they have Image. It's it's only a matter of time before we I'll love Made Fire. I will say the one thing I'm disappointed. All the books that I've I've seen from the from the mainstream comics manufacturers, mostly DC. Um, that I've checked out have not had any kind of made fire technology integrated with them. No, no, no. And I, and I think that today's press release made a point of they're really considering that a digital comics platform, yeah. and then there's a motion comic platform. Right, right. So I, I just agree uh, setting but if expectations. You wanted to, if yeah. you wanted it to all be, because I still. I have on my phone still like comics. When I got into Comicsology, right, Marvel had its own separate Comicsology app, and yes. Archie had one. Yes, and DC had one. And Image like, had Come one. Come on, let yeah. me just have one. Yep, it made sense with Dark Horse because Dark Horse was doing their own separate digital comics shop. But now, but everyone else uses Comicsology. I, I just want it all through one tech. because I don't. I don't go to a Dark Horse store except for things from another world. But I often buy DC comics at, at Dark Horse at, yeah. at things from another world. So, you know, I don't go to individual publisher sites. I want to be able to just go to one one shop, and that's, and that's good. So there is that. As we have alluded a couple of times, or maybe we didn't, or maybe we did if you listen back, Hypertime has returned to the DC Universe as of today. That was before we started recording. Was it? That's the beauty of Hypertime. Oh, it's not anymore. Maybe it. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Mwahaha! Uh, Hypertime has been reintroduced as of Batman, the Batman Who Laughs. Is that what they called it? The, yes. The right there. Dark Knight. Oh, well, it's sideways and dark in here. The Batman Who Laughs. The Dark Knight's uh, one shot out today. Hypertime, the console created by Mark Wade and Grant Morrison, which basically claims that every story you like exists. Any story you don't like, you are free to sort of ignore. That's the real behind the scenes thing but what it actually is saying is that reality all the multiverses and so forth kind of weave in and out and so if it's a get out of jail free card for all the confusion about Superman right now after uh, the rebirth where I don't think they even remember I don't think anybody on earth remembers the new 52 I think they I think they refer to that Superman as there was an imposter 
because it's the only way to explain Superwoman. And that imposter right. is the one that died. So it, it just gets confusing, and, and that all it means is whatever they're saying now is the reality. And I, I'll be honest, I've been in a few relationships like that. So that's uh, that it's it's a reality thing. Go ahead. Just go ahead. No. You almost swallowed your Woo. tongue. <laughs> you know, uh... And who glass of cold air in here? Who invented this? This was uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. And Mark Wade to get together. So I want to give Mark Wade credit. I'd like to do a short in the in the Kingdom. It was Kingdom Come was the miniseries, the one that followed the Kingdom, the the one where they had where they introduced Offspring, Plastic Man's Son in the future. Right. All the they came back into you know that great story. name Offspring. Um, I love that one. I'd love to see a short video. You know, the whole thing of the kids in the treehouse late at night. They were spending the night in the treehouse, and so they end up talking about who would win if it was a fight between the Hulk and Superman, and or you know, Hulk and Thor, or whatever. You know, the DC uh, characters, and, um, and so they're fighting back and forth, and all of a sudden the camera shifts over, and it's Grant Morrison sitting in the treehouse, and he explains to them how they're both right, and. Just because at one point Grant Morrison was officially in DC continuity as the writer yeah. during War of the Gods. Yeah. yeah. He was a member of Suicide Squad. Of course. They sent him to die. <laughs> yes. He was trying to type his way out, and it, it didn't end well. <laughs> Never wins well. No. So uh, let's go to what's in the bag, because uh, I, I knew that the gift guide was going to be long, so let's just yeah, go yeah. right to comments. This is my okay. favorite feature on the podcast, by the way. Excellent. Um, and I, I miss... Where, where's Nate singing? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? I don't know. Because Nate's not here. He he texted me last night. We'll try. You know, again, when Nate's not here, it's because Nate is actually working, and we're happy about that. Oh no, God, God bless because, him! You yeah, know, yeah, no, earning, earning a living, no, no. And eating, and eating, and it's living indoors. He's it's living it's important. Yeah, exactly. It was um, it was more of a chant than it was a song. Yeah, true. Was, what, he's responsible in the bag. for me what's reading the Hulk now, or really all Hulk titles. Excellent. So we've kind of talked about this one uh, for a bit. Um, it's uh, Dark Knight's uh, number one, Batman, the Batman Who Laughs, and you had it too. You have the different cover. We've, I think we haven't matched up on covers yet. Yeah, this, is, this is the same cover. It's the same cover. Is it? It's dark oh, no, no, in no, here. No. I see it is dark in here. Yes. And the, mine was lighting up with all the shiny bits, and yours is still dark. Um, so it's off in the case did you have a chance Derek. to read it? No, I came right here. Okay. And it's too dark in here to read. So this... But not too dark to see you guys. This is probably one of the pivotal <laughs> pivotal points in the whole Dark Knight so far because this is the character who basically has been walking through all these different realities and all these different Batman and gathering them together, explaining how you know they've got no reason not to be part of his, his team or whatever. And this is... Um, it is the... You're just a bad day away from being as bad as me, uh, which is the kind of the, the Joker's theme. What he's trying to turn Since Batman the killing into. Joke, yeah. Yes. So um, this was intriguing, and uh, it was. I mean, it's, it's. I still like the the one that came out last week better, which was the um, the Doomsday one. I no, no, no the one about the future. Oh no, that's, Batman lost. you're right. The Batman Lost. That was the one. Um, but I mean, this one seems to be pivotal in this series, and I'm thinking. Yeah, no, no. I again, I enjoy these. I just wish I knew where they were going. 
No, no, no. I, I think this is the problem with being readers uh, as long time, shall we say, as that of old, is it's been a long time since a crossover, since an event like this has really excited me. Uh-huh. Because they all still fall. Well, it, it hasn't excited me. Yeah. It's interested me. And like yes. I, I said last week, I'm really excited about the Terrifics. I don't know that I'm ex- that excited about the new version of Damage that's going to come out of it. If, but if you're going to give me a clear reboot or resetting of a lot of really cool characters like Challenges of the Unknown, yeah. if Hawkman is going to be somehow straightened out in a way that he normally is not <laughs> since Crisis on Infinite Earths, no. then we'll talk. He I does mean, seem like he's like just out of rehab all the time. Always. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna throw out yeah. not brand Eck number one oh. Forbish Man Returns. Yeah, you stole that from well, me. Well, I was gonna leave. I'm leaving you that one, okay. and you stole that one from me. So all right, uh, this is all part of that Marvel legacy. That's this funny. one should not fit anywhere else. I liked it. <laughs> it's not brand Eck number fourteen because there were thirteen. It's a legacy edition. It's, it's a, a legacy. one of one. And I don't know that this should be an ongoing, but I. I miss this kind of humor making fun of superhero books, yeah. of the competition, right. of everybody. So it starts off going right for Captain America. <laughs> Charlie America, right? Right. Will you be Charlie America and, and in this? The, uh, well, no, I think it's Cap. It's the Twitter thing. They have Cap tweeting, and the Twitterverse responds. That's, oh. it's, that, it's a one page. Um, so you can kind of get the idea. Yes. So, he tried so, to read it. He really did. I no, wanted to read it. He was like, ah, is there light? <laughs> no, I, squeak his eyes. Did you read Not Brandick when it was when it was out originally? Or I'm not that old, but okay. I did pick up a couple of issues at like flea markets, yeah. and I knew like you'd buy these back issues when Marvel would say when Stanley when Stanley's soapbox existed, and they'd say this is what else is on sale this yes. month, and Not Brandick. It was one of those. The one I got into um, was Spoof. So that was the 70s. Not Brand Eck was the late 60s. Was that the DC one? No, that was Marvel. Okay. DC's was Plop. Plop with the basic Marvel had, Marvel had yeah. Spoof. Yeah. And it was Marie Severin was doing a lot of the art. Yeah, Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway She's were writing a lot of stuff. It, it was fun. But yeah. it, they would make references to Not Brand Eck. And so it was like this holy grail, right, right, one right. of those things, like having a Captain Action doll. That I wanted to read it as a kid. See, so. the thing about Not Brand Eck is I wasn't reading Marvel Comics that much at the time, and I got I had friends who had it, and I'd read those, and so I'm re- like reading um, a parody of the of the Avengers, and I knew most of the characters except for this Vision character, and they're showing him walking through walls and stuff. And that was my first introduction to the Vision was in this parody, and we talked about that's the way we learned a lot about movies in Mad Magazine from the parody parts. Kids today, they don't know what they're missing they by not know. reading. Mad Magazine parodies over and over. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this was uh, this was a real blast in the past for me too. My second book is Future Quest issue number four, which is the Galaxy Trio versus Space Ghost. And do you remember where the Galaxy Trio came from? Saturday mornings, Hanna Barbera. It was again. I'm sorry to say this. You weren't that I'm old. Not that old. But you've got a lot of DVDs and stuff. I do have a Galaxy Trio DVD set. It's it's uh, Galaxy Trio was the second half of the Space Ghost show. 
So it was Space Ghost and the Galaxy Trio show. Right. And I never saw Space Ghost when it, when it first when it came was out. On a, yeah. I had the big little book. That yeah. was it. Sorcerer's yeah. of Cyber 3. So these are, it's kind of like a three-character Fantastic Four in outer space. They each have their own special mm-hmm. power, and they're off, uh, you know. Gas girl? Nebula girl? What is she? She can, gravity and. Uh, Isn't one of them gaseous? Yeah, that's Man, no. Mando no. <laughs> Yes. And then there's one who's super. One of them's gassy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Look who's disapproving. Yes. <laughs> Not Rick for once. It's, it's Lewis. <laughs> but they, hypocritically so, too. Yeah, Absolutely. And of course, there's a there's a misunderstanding. They fight Space Coast first, and then the, after that, they understand they're they're fine. So yeah. uh, it's a future quest story. So you know, it's kind of like I'm I'm kind of on the fence on whether or not I'm going to continue buying these because they're not. It's not like the the future quest original thing where they're right. all pl- all playing in the same crisis and. Um, this is more like, hey, let's see how much more we can eke out of this concept. Uh, Which I think is concept. A, it's sad. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 if you're going to revive Hanna-Barbera's Adventure Heroes... Just give me a Space Ghost Do book. it. I thought that's what this was going to be. Yeah. And then it turned out to not be. Yeah. So, Space Ghost 2-in-1. I'm going to go with my second book as Doctor Strange, number 381, or... No, it's still pretty much 381, right? Uh, and why? Because the beginning of a storyline that I think fans of Thor Ragnarok are going to be into Loki Sorcerer Supreme part yep. one yep so really? I which Ragnarok is trying to play with too is like it varies from day to day is he good is he evil I've enjoyed and I, I keep meaning to to write up a piece about like some of the most important trade paperbacks you could be reading in comics right now and one of them would be Vote Loki yes yeah. was just such a fantastic Examination issues. of is he being is he good is he evil or is is Loki an excellent character with which to do true satire mm-hmm. of the American culture and does he know it and that's the beauty he'd say he does but yes. then he'd look at you and go or do I yes yeah so seeing him play with Doctor Strange which I guess he did in the movie as well <laughs> poorly poorly I yeah. <laughs> As much as I think it, you didn't need Doctor Strange for that movie, it was still it a was hilarious. <laughs> yes. So uh, this is a chance. I lo- again, Legacy doing the right thing. Beginning of a storyline that would intrigue people that don't normally read Doctor Strange. Jump on. This is the chance. Yep. So book the third for Rick. I'm actually going to give Lewis a book to review. Now, Lewis, you know the rules here. You don't have to have read the book. You can just talk about it. And I suspect In fact, it helps if you haven't. And I suspect you've, you've read the first part of this as well. So I'm just going to hand you... No, you're cheating. I know what you're doing. So you You're can, trying to be able to say you get four books in. <laughs> you can go ahead and... This, this, is, this is great. Um, I've been handed the Incredible Hulk, number 710, uh, Return to Planet Hulk. This is... This is I, I like what they're doing. They're, they've merged, right? They've merged or brought back or taken totally awesome Hulk and put him back in the Incredible Hulk and, and brought and brought them together, right? Yeah. As if, if I remember correctly. Um, Pack does a wonderful thing with characters in these books. I really like how the characters, there's nuance to them. Um, as opposed to the, the DC book I see across the table that will be talked about later. Um, I think it's refreshing. I think the new perspective of the young Hulk um, was joyous. And even in Champions, he's joyous, right? Um, yes. Amadeus Cho. 
Yeah, thank you. Greg uh, Pack's creation. Yeah, any, any, it's just, it, it brings us fun and playfulness well, while still addressing the, the tragedy of what was going on with, uh, with Banner, right? Is right. he dead? Is he alive? You know, what's going on? Um, and they're doing the same thing with um, Iron Man. With Riri. With Riri, right? And now there's... Riri Williams? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the teenage Ironheart. girl. Ironheart. Ironheart, thank you. Um, there, where there's, where there's, there's this, this, this underlay of, of tragedy and loss... Um, and then this sort of young, youthful self-discovery that I think is just absolutely brilliant. I see it in Miss Marvel or Ms. Mar- Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Um, you see it in Champions, the, the collection. You see it in uh, the Hulk and in uh, the new. Um, Which is exactly what it's the new Iron Man comics. Once Avengers Four is done, no more team movies outside of. I want a Champions movie. Yeah, introduce those characters. Miles Morales be. is another one. Yep. Right, really, yeah. really heartwarming self-discovery, and but contributed it, but a lot to the Spider-Man movie. I mean, the uh, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. we talked about it last week. So okay, cool. So go thanks, ahead. thanks, Nate, for suggesting. Go the ahead, Hulk. Rick Cheech Snyder. Go ahead with your third book. I'm just I trying to Nick include our guest in the, in the game. I say Nick or Nate. I mean Nate. Nate. Did I say anything about the book? Nate Caster. That was so, good. That's good. That's really good. So my last book You're gonna is, be mad. is <laughs> I'm gonna te- get a text about it. Batman number thirty five. This is uh, rules of engagement. This is actually the end of the uh, rules of engagement arc. But we all know, or we probably should know, that uh, Bruce Wayne did uh, twice um, propose to Selena Kyle, um, and uh, and on the second time she accepted. And so now we've got. In this, we have the prior Mrs. Batman. Well, not really Mrs. Batman, but they kind of had a relationship. They had a kid. Um, uh oh, it's the Mrs. Fighting it out with Selena Kyle. They were never married. They were never married. And Bruce doesn't even remember the relationship. So, um, <laughs> you know what's sad? Quote unquote. Uh, but I do want to point out they stopped saying what chapter it is. Yeah, they, and, they're inconsistent. They do it sometimes. And I think that it, it, that's, a, that's a mistake. So Marvel's picked it up for Legacy, Yeah, and I think it needs to happen because it is a way. This is the problem. Yeah. Who wants to spend three ninety nine, four hundred nine in a month if they don't know where they are in the story? They want right. to go back. Right. Give people the chance. You know, especially with issue 35, which is really, what, 500 Because when you're looking over the books in the spinner rack and you're trying to pull out the last three issues, you want to make sure... In the spinner rack? Are they still spinner Where the hell are you going? (laughs) I can't remember who... I think it's the guy that runs the Cartoon Art Museum. He bought a spinner rack, and on Halloween, he puts it on the porch... And fills it with comics, and just the kids can come and take something out of the spinner rack. That's wonderful. I love it. And it's another reason... Carr, D'Angelo, has a spinner rack... Uh, but I think he actually went back into Earth 2. It wasn't for a long time. It was in his house, and now it's there in Earth 2. And he puts old books that are like two bucks, old sure. things you find at flea market, I, and goes, go. I have a question for you. Um, for someone like me who's spending 60, 70 bucks a month on comics and who skipped the metal, the metal comics, the, you know, the emo Batman and Ironically, all they're best-selling right. books, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I look at these events, especially the major events, and they go, nope, I'm out. It's, it's $200 that I'm just not going to buy if I want the whole thing. And, if yeah. I'm going to do it, I want the whole thing, right? It's wise if you have uh, that kind of control. Well, I'm buying sixty or seventy dollars in other things, so yeah. really, it's a mixed blessing. Well, you're not you're not spending a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars more on. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys talk about these books, right? You, you've talked about the the metal books. Yes. Hey, this is interesting. That was kind of fun. I wish they did that, right? But would you recommend, right? Either 
picking up the trade compilations? Yeah, or, you know, it, or, or, I feel or it, it really depends on how tied in you are to the internet. Quite honestly, as to into the comics press. You know, I made a joke earlier about the days that there weren't that many. I told Nate when he said, "Like, remember those days you could get into Comic Con, get a bunch of people in?" And I said, "I knew that once good housekeeping sent a reporter, it was over." Like, you know, once the guys that had been around for 100 years right. were were right. noticing Comic-Con, it was over. It was going to be harder. Yeah. Um, for me, it used to be that it was really hard for me to stay away from waiting for the trade. I, so it was hard to wait for the trade because I'd see I something. You want to read it. Or yeah. there are people that, that will message me or talk to me. Some people even call me, you know, or some people will, hey, what are you reading now? Or I just read this, are you not? You know, and so it gets it, it gets hard. Something like metal, if you can wait, I think maybe in, in, in the whole thing, read it as a trade, it's great, and it's probably a little less expensive. But the other thing, because the other thing I'd say is, we talked about this last week, reading Jessica Jones. An arc of Jessica Jones is such a satisfying, I can't put it down read. Right. And... Well, well it's, it's also Bendis, too. So if it's Bendis, it's required reading, period, end of discussion. There's not yeah. really much debate after that. Right, but I'm saying as a trade, it's better to kind of, it, it feels better mm-hmm. to read it as a lump it, it, because it is, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. so rich and you just don't yeah, want to wait. Yeah, I read that Thanos, that, some of that, the first part of that Thanos run they did in, at Marvel did a, a year or so ago. Are there, there right, are a couple in a trade, ways and it's like, oh, it's actually worth reading if you read the whole thing together. But monthly, it was just god-awful. There are a couple ways to look at it, though, because if you are, you know, Part of the reason why I buy the singles is because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it on the show. Right, right, right. right. Off. Um, there are any, any number of times when we're doing what's in the bag, and I'm like on issue 14 of a, of a series, and I go, you know, this is, I would not recommend going out and buying the back issues of this. Just get the trade when it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's not uncommon for us to say it. If you're thinking about it from the standpoint, of, I'm buying comics and I want to sell them, like I want to get rid of them afterwards. Um, you know, first off, bad idea to go into this hobby nowadays thinking you're going to make money yeah. on it. You're well, just because they're printing so damn many, right? And you're well, they're, they're actually printing less. But oh, are they? The the market's saturated, and right, there right. aren't a lot of people who are interested in buying. I, I go comics. back and look. I can find if I can't find it on Amazon or at Elusive or yeah. at Hijinks, right? I um, I buy it on eBay for less. Yes. Now, the, but the thing is, the single issues, back issues. If you sell those, those will typically sell for better than a graphic novel mm. of the same stuff. So the individual issues have a have a better collector value. The graphic novels, if you want to buy graphic novels, go to used bookstores. And, like, and, uh, in this I, area, I'll be honest, I no longer recommend. It. I don't do it for collecting. I got too much. I got too much crap. I, I once get uh, out to Dick Swan for buying back my complete set of Lords of the Ultra Realm from the eighties. Uh, Pat Broderick, which is a, was a, I loved the art, but you can't, there's no market for it. So it, it all depends. Like, if you were lucky enough to pick up Walking Dead number one, yeah, okay, that was worth it. Right, but the other 99. Yeah, so yeah. I I buy them for the reading, and that's yeah. what I'd say is. Oh, yeah, that's, all, what, that's all, what I buy them to read. Together, now I've got know, stacks of because boxes there, of and, and there are some that I just, I that I do say to just pull them in, in, in trades. Like, I finally converted and said, don't pull the individual issues of Buffy for me. The tra- I, I'll buy the trades because then my daughter reads them. And then yeah. we both have of them. Of Buffy? Of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I do Manifest Destiny. I love Manifest Destiny. Uh, 
every time I read a new trade paperback of that, I go, if I had had to read huh. the individual issues yeah. of that and waited a month, I would have gone insane. I'm the same way with Walking Dead. Cause because I can, you reach the even the end of a trade paperback, it's like, what do you mean that's it for now? Yeah. <laughs> well, Walking <laughs> Dead is such a fast read. Any of the individual issues is like, yeah, boom, you're done. And that's, one of the, uh, that's one of those huge phone books right, of Walking right. Dead, which makes sense. Like Cerebus, you know, because it was black, right. black and white in the first place. Right. The phone books make absolute, the omnibuses make absolute sense for Walking Dead. The other thing about uh, collected series is, especially nowadays when there are books that come out with multiple covers, they'll often have all the multiple covers bound in with them. They'll so have you can enjoy the artwork that's yeah, all they'll have yeah, the yeah, script. They'll have and that's what I want. I don't, I don't want art. a book that I'm going to put in a bag and it's going to go into a box. Yeah, I don't even put them in the bags anymore. But well, because the other thing I'll say back to almost to the gift guy thing, you know that the armed forces take donations of comics because they ship them overseas wow. because the military guys they want something to read, so and they don't have to think too hard because they're busy, you know, staying yeah, alive. Yeah, you know, so that's that's I keep meaning to do that and go through like, is there what do I really want to keep? And I've got boxes in my in my garage. Like, this should just go. Yeah, and. I know that Elusive does uh, like every six months. I think they do a, a, a get gather point for it, but but you can find places to do that. So that, that's what I recommend, and that and that's a great Christmas gift too. You know, you go through your stuff that someone else can enjoy and get and give it to the military. Your comics. So let's talk movies. I'm going to skip my third book. I don't need to. Okay. Yeah, because we've talked about a lot of stuff. Justice League opens this week. We still have not seen it. We have both listened to pieces of the soundtrack. Yep. There was a great review on USA Today. I'm, you know, it was here, hilarious. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted by this because everybody's reaction is pretty much the same, is how I feel. Well, one, I'm going to see it. There are many people that aren't. But um, if you're a fan, you're going to see it. I've already got my ticket. And it in itself might not be great, but it's setting up better things. That's what the io9 review said today. It's setting up better things. And at this point, I've also thought in the last few weeks, you know what? If you want to enjoy Justice League, for God's sake, God love you, enjoy it because the real world is so right. upsetting right now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God! Turn off CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and go watch a movie. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. So absolutely, uh, the, <laughs> the soundtrack album is available on. On Spotify, there are a couple of pop songs on it. An interesting cover of Come Together, which you've heard on the trailer. And it opens with a weird uh, pop song, too. About It almost sounds like the beginning of well, pop. The soundtrack, the first cut, is a weird. I'm not convinced yeah. that's the opening sound. No, 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 yeah. but the, the soundtrack album does, yeah, yeah. at least what I downloaded from Water Tower. I think they do that on purpose, so if you're sampling... Well, that's interesting. That's how it's changed because when I was a young man buying these things called compact discs, yes, what they call now physical media, the pop song on the orchestral soundtrack was the last last cut. Is always the last cut on the second side of the vinyl, right? What is this vinyl you speak of? Or it's not clothing, kids. Even, (laughs) even, do you remember uh, when they used to put a forty-five in with the LP? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Migo uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, It's actually Miko. Miko. Miko was the toy company. You're right. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. We are the oldest people alive. So what no, else? No, we're not. We're far from it. What else in TV? But no, 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 in movies. Uh, in but movies. I do you want to say there was some contretemps about Wonder Woman? And so all the scandals, and then so, you know, I, I, I don't like to bring in the real world stuff, but we know there's been some real world stuff. And one of the things almost affected our, I hope to someday say, beloved DC cinematic universe, which was the, because Brett Ratner has been accused of harassment that Gul Gadot said she was not going to be in Wonder Woman 2. She would not move forward with the role if Brett Ratner, who's Rat Pack-Dune Entertainment, had been involved in the financing of Justice League and actually the first Wonder Woman. If if they were still involved, she would not be in Wonder Woman 2. Which she admitted today, which I'd already sussed out, was kind of press overblown in that Rat Pack Entertainment's, Rat Pack Dune Entertainment's contract expires in April. They're not scheduled to begin Wonder Woman 2 until the summer. Yeah. So it was actually a moot point. It was already going to, but it made for a good headline. Sure. I don't know that she actually said it was just sort of like somebody asked her and I think she said off the cuff, well, he's, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't do it if he was involved. But the interpretation was, oh, I'm not going to do it, and that's that's not it. He's not going to be involved. So we do know that they've moved, uh, as I brought up on Family Planet, they have moved the release date of Wonder Woman 2 up six weeks because Disney moved Star Wars Episode 9 from May 2019 back to December 2019 because, well, they had to stop because they got rid of... Colin Trevorrow directing episode 9 and they put J.J. Abrams on it which right. meant that all the pre-production stuff had to start over so they just pushed it back and that's okay because apparently I'm not sure about this but I think I'm correct in saying that Disney has been making what in galactic terms are a buttload of money by releasing Star Wars movies in December yeah. instead of the traditional yeah. May yeah. Because, because Star Wars is Christmas it is it is in many ways it is. <laughs> Luke is our savior. Oh. I mean your son. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I had to parse what he just said. Uh, did you get to see Murder on the Orient Express? I didn't yet. Speaking of franchises. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Oh. I did. I went on I went on Sunday night because uh, it was one of those things where, you know, for my family has been having a bad run of luck of, of old friends passing away and one passed away on Sunday who was a train enthusiast train set we we did the skunk train with him as when I was a little kid he was 82 so it was a good life yeah but he has his garage it was full of train set stuff he had his den was set up with the fully functioning train you could you could barely move in the room to just go in and watch the train set play so I thought well there's a movie about trains I will go watch that I, I thought because you had been such a fan of the I, original I, film I, I that really would, tried, that but I couldn't go. get out. Um, I thought it was very... It's one of those things where I don't think that the audience that people, the studios are trying to get in movie theaters, I don't think they would have seen that 1974 version, and I don't think... I don't know if you can find it anywhere right now. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have it. Well, you know, yeah. I, just, I was curious. I was checking on... You know, but I, yeah. although I think most of the interfaces for the streaming services that I have are so bad that if you that it's hard to find, you have to know that you want to look for something in order to look for something, right? And you have right, to know where right, you, right. you know. So Netflix has gotten horrible that way. 
I feel that. I, I hate to say it, but I feel that. And uh, so I thought it was fun. I like I like Kenneth Branagh. I thought it was a little comedic, more comedic take on Poirot than I remember from reading the books. It's on DVD. It, it's on DVD, but I mean on a streaming service. Like I, I don't oh, know. It's if on it's, Amazon Prime too. Oh well, then I'm going I to have to stream it. You may have to rent it, but. I, well, I don't like that, but okay. I pay three, enough. It's three bucks. I pay enough to that service. Anyway, that's I'm, such a great movie. And uh, again, John Barry, but, John Barry soundtrack. I but, can play that. But thing this in my was favorite. a fun. It was a fun film, and directly set up the potential for a franchise. And Brana has oh, said okay. yeah. that he would like to come back. And I know there are a lot of people. What Murder on Trains or Agatha Christie? Agatha, Agatha Christie. Christie. Okay. Oh, Hercule Poirot. I mean, they, did, they did. at least It's not three. a far cry. Oh, we're going to murder people on trains uh, yeah. all over the world yes. now. <laughs> they did at least three Hercule Poirot movies. And I mean, uh, they've done many more series in British television. But David but, Suchet, there's a lot did, of people that uh, think that Death the, on the Nile was uh, Peter Ustinov, and they set that up. Basically, Death on the Nile would be the second, okay, the second film. Uh, Peter Ustinov played that. Albert Finney played him in Murder on the Orient Express. Right. Death on the Nile. I know there was also. Uh, oh, I, this is one I want to find because I just read about this. There was a Tony Randall version for what the novel was called: The ABC Murders. The movie is called The Alphabet Murders. Okay. And Tony Randall played Hercule Poirot. Agatha Christie hated it. And apparently that's... So her grandson is still in charge of, of the estate and said, we, we just... In her last years, we basically told Grandma, Grandmama, not to watch the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I like Tony Randall. I can't see him as a Belgian detective. No, but I could see him because think of, of uh, the Seven Faces uh, or the Circus of Doctor Lau. Yeah, I think it's I think it's called both. I think uh, the Seven Faces of Doctor Lau. Seven Faces of Doctor Lau is and and the, but the, the novel the, the novel the Circus of Doctor. It's Lau. hard to think of Tony Randall that way because I can, only way I can picture him now is standing in the wings and David Letterman looking forlorn. Sure, that was a joke, but I know, no, but, but that's, I, my, but that's my lasting impression. But I know, but that's he's one of the he's kind of an underrated oh, yeah. actor oh, yeah. of the fifties and sixties. Yeah, I, I had not brilliant. thought about that, but yeah, I, I guess I guess so. I, it's a movie yeah. that I want to look for uh, on my retirement list. Um, although I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say in your honor as we sort of start transition to DB, I have earmarked and will pay the rental fee. A movie that you have recommended to me many times, and I finally found it on Amazon Prime. Uh, Theater of Blood. Oh, the Vincent Price, because it's yeah. also in the movie The Big Sick. He shows Theater of Blood oh, to his to his girlfriend, uh, who then in real life became his wife. And so, because it was specifically Theater of Blood, I went. You've never heard anything about it, right? No, I know. Your definition of never telling people anything about it is everything short of the actual twist ending and maybe not even then. So I have heard many things about it from you, so okay. I do know. But I am very excited. And that's another one where I, it's like, it's, there are great movies that I cannot believe there are not really good editions of on Blu-ray. Right, right. I've been thinking because I was listening to a podcast this morning talking about my favorite year. Like, there's not a really good edition of that. Or the Stuntman, talking about, you know, two oh, Peter O'Toole yeah. movies. But Vincent Price, there are all these clunky, like, public domain DVD collections, right, especially right. those British movies of the oh, 60s they, and they're 70s. They're taking it off tape and ripping it to... They do that with the Italian Westerns. They can find an old VHS and rip yeah, it to DVD. Yeah, yeah. And it just... It's, it's sad to me because they're... Like, uh, I just see right before Halloween on Netflix, and I think it's gone now, but... I did off my bucket list one of those movies that I'd known since I was a little kid, The The Legend of Hell House. Oh, man, what a great Roddy McDowell. That's not, yes. a, that's not on DVD? 
uh, it was on Netflix. How tall it, it were was, you, Belasco? See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, you've seen it. Yeah, but not all the listeners have. They're slapping each other Cut now. Cut it. Cut it. Okay. <laughs> That's my point. All right, so uh, there are... But looking for the Vincent Price stuff, there's a lot of just cheesily put together DVD collections. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just... It, it's a shame. And uh, so let's go to television. Speaking of actually Amazon. Yeah. They are moving forward the Galaxy Quest series, though it is still a ways off. But Paul Things Shear, are already confusing enough between Discovery and the Orville. Now we're getting a Galaxy Quest, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> i got to say this. CBS, uh, what, do, what do they call the service now? CBS Direct? Prime? Streaming? Something like Prime. That's I Amazon. I think it's Direct. CBS Direct? I don't know. I you, don't know. know. you think I know because I... We do so have an affiliation with it as well. It's a blue icon on you my can Xbox. Subs- you can subscribe to it on Fanboy Planet, uh, but I'm going to do it through uh, PlayStation because they actually announced something last my week. My app's just CBS. Just CBS. Yeah. All Access. That's what it's CBS called. CBS All Access. You're right. They just announced that they're going to revive the Twilight Zone. Oh, stop. But with Jordan Peele in charge of it. And if you've seen Get Out, it's like the only possible thing I can think of. I mean, I'm sure you'd come up with somebody else that would go, oh, that's interesting. But by saying that they wanted Jordan Peele to do like eight episodes of a and new Twilight Keegan Zone. And Keegan-Michael Key in the role of Roz Serling. Uh, okay, i got to drink a little more. Um, yeah, so, but that Discovery wasn't enough. But if you throw in, although Discovery probably is enough, I'm probably going to break down. But you throw in the Twilight Zone from Jordan Peele. Oh, get it right now because it's done for the season. So watch it and then cancel your subscription again. Uh, let me take care of other things. No, I don't believe you. Uh, and they, they're, they're launching other series. They're just not. There's they nothing. Need to, they need to double down. Like, pick a lane. Yeah. And go in it. If you're going to be, if, if, if as Amazon is doing and saying, you know what? Genre programming is where it's at. Yeah. Then do it. Don't just say, we've got 10, is it 10 episodes of Discovery? I don't think it was even 10. I think it was like It's a divided season. They're going to do, in a few yeah. months, the second In January, second, they'll do the, the second, second half. The second part, second yeah. half. So it's like, okay, if that's all you've got, that's not enough. Yeah. But, and if you've got the classic series, well, great, but anybody who wants to watch it has it. Yep. Uh, so give us new programming that's in the genre yep. that you can't take a risk of on the They could on even the keep network. the after show going. They're for only Discovery? For Discovery. There are only six episodes of the after show. And there's no rhyme or reason as to which ones they covered. They didn't cover at least one that was really good. It's kind of like I miss those. Doctor Who used to do that on the BBC. Yeah. Now, I mean, there was a BBC America talk show. Right. But one season of Tenant had these documentaries, these after shows yes. every episode that yes. had like you yes. know, a focus on the monsters. And I wish that was still going on because those were great extras on those DVDs. Yeah, and they do it for The Walking Dead. But too. let me get back to Galaxy yeah. Quest. So Paul Shear uh, from Human Giant uh, and also NC... I forget that. It was a great uh, Adult Swim live action parody of NCIS. It's San Diego. I just remember in the you know with the with the president of San Diego. Um so and he's on the league. He's a very funny comedian. So he's writing and directing it, and he was being interviewed about something else that I forget what he's in uh, by Slash Film. And so he was talking about the challenges. He wants to do this Galaxy Quest revival that will be a serialized first season 
that is a mixture of old and new cast. Of course, we've lost some of the cast members, Alan Rickman being the, yeah, you know, the huge loss. Yes. Um, but he made a really interesting point. The difference between that movie then and trying to do the series now is the jumping point is in 1999, as a fan of Star Trek and going to these conventions since I was a kid, sci-fi fantasy, those worlds have changed so drastically. Yep. I wanted to capture the difference between the original cast of Star Trek and the J.J. Abrams cast of Star Trek. I think that to me, that to me is my entry point. Sci-fi heroes are rock stars now. If you look at Thor in 1999, if that movie came out, it would not be received the way it is today. People would not want to see a cosmic galactic thing on that level, but now we're accepting it. Just by virtue of that switch in our environment, it makes the story feel a little bit more fresh. Hmm. And I think that's uh, that's a really interesting point. And I, I give Tim Allen a job that doesn't offend anybody politically. Yeah. <laughs> and just go in there. Sigourney Weaver. Uh, who else? Sam Rockwell was still going to be around. Yep, yep. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. So a lot of that cast is still there. It would be interesting. I am intrigued yet also sort of uh, a little nervous about what would get that cast out into space again, you know, and changing that real versus fictional blurring. So a green screen and a movie camera? Not that. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the plot drive? The, the plot, plot driven. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm looking plot at. Device. The plot actual, device. you know, I don't care about the, <laughs> the, the green screen. Scroll. You have a green screen, don't you? Uh, yeah, right now it's being used as a curtain. Huh. Don't, well, don't ask. But it's a green curtain. It's a green curtain. It's a lovely green. No, it's really not. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right, so that you, you know some of the appeal to Thor has nothing to do with the story; it has to do with all the look of the actor, right? No, no, I, I don't know. That. Okay. That's all CGI. <laughs> yeah, he's actually ninety. <laughs> I want pounds. some of that CGI. <laughs> the CGI that made a man out of Hemsworth. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hero of the beach. Uh, so, Lord of the Rings. Uh, we, we talked about last week, and you said, "Oh, it's a prequel," and I said, "No, it's supposed to be Lord of the Rings," but prequel material will be in there, and. It came out this week on the OneRing.net that the reason is because Warner Brothers just got into this huge, finished this huge lawsuit with the Tolkien estate over using the Lord of the Rings characters for games and so Middle Earth stuff. Right, right. And Christopher Tolkien said that's not what we gave you the rights to, and he was not happy with the whole reason the, the Peter Jackson movies happened in the first place was because of a deal made back in the '60s that Christopher Tolkien couldn't break. So. He's 93. He just retired as the director of the estate. Right. And so this is going to be like when Dr. Seuss money, passed money, away money, money. and his wife said, yes, money. he always wanted a two-hour movie with a top comedian. Uh, <laughs> all these weird things. Yes, it was all one connected unit, which probably actually was. But it is money, money, money for the estate. And so yeah. that is why we're getting the live-action series. Yep television series who knows how many episodes but a lot of the background material that's the dump trucks of money for the estate it's not a lot it's truckloads truckloads super tankers full of cash and small bills they've been writing their own storylines in the video games for you know five six years now oh yeah this is my my son was telling me in the new one shadows over mordor shadows over mordor that uh, shelob is a human is has a human incarnation because it makes her a little less disturbing to go up against. <laughs> so, sorry, Goodson. And on your birthday celebration, too. Yes. To bring that up. Um, I want to also mention, before we break for the evening, that this is the week that The Punisher 
finally drops on Netflix. The series. So yep. it had been delayed because of gun violence, and then I think they realized there's never going to be a time right. where we're not oh going to have. They're waiting it's unfortunate. For it. Yeah, they're waiting for. Ne- never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, I know. Sorry, guys. Who, Sorry. Can, can I also on Netflix right now? Um, oh, that's what you Highly doing. recommend a movie, a Netflix original movie called "What Happened to Monday." I watched that. I watched that uh, uh, over a month ago. My daughter recommended it to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good, uh, well produced. The um, only thing I didn't like about it, and it's just a stupid thing that only I, you know, only people like me would be bothered by, is the accents are kind of all over the place. For the do- like for the daughters for, for the no in the specific so it's one actress uh, what's her name no, Naomi no, Rapace. Naomi Rapace, who was the or, who was the original uh, actually I think I might even be Rapace. the original um, uh, girl um, in the girl with the dragon tattoo right um, and yeah. so it's a world where it's one child it's overpopulation it, overpopulation is and because of a fertility drug you have overpopulation but because. You're supposed to have a one-child policy, but they did for fertility drugs, so everybody's having multiple births. So she set tuplets, and you're only allowed to have one child. So, but the mother dies in in uh, childbirth, childbirth so and the, the grandfather, Willem Dafoe, who's having a banner year. Yeah, he's man, a, he's all over the place. He didn't have much in that movie. He was great in that he's movie. He's fantastic in Murder on the Orient Express. Ah, okay. that he uh, he ha- trains them so they each have only one day a week to be out because everybody has their identity bracelet and gets tagged so they grow up being taught to impersonate each other while they develop their separate personalities they have a public persona so karen my 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 problem was that as good an act she was in uh, prometheus as good an actress as she is and she is she's fantastic in that movie yeah that she is the only person in the film with her accent so where would she have picked that up if her grandfather didn't have it? It's true. <laughs> they just she picked of, it up at the Sean Connery point. School of International <laughs> Accents. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, <laughs> and, it was a, and it's a silly thing to be bothered by when you think about... They were missing the scene where the grandfather taught them the accent. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, Played by Sean Connery. Glenn right? Close <laughs> is in it. It's directed by the, same, by the guy. So I had actually gotten a recommendation on it early on because it's directed by the guy that did... Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, right, right, and Dead Snow. I think Dead Snow Two, okay. And, and so Derek Mears, who by the way was on the Orville last week as well, so a friend of the podcast, Derek Mears, uh, had said had posted like everybody watch what happened to Monday. Then my daughter told me I watched this movie. It was really good. Did you see it? And I said no, but uh, I was on a business trip and I was on a plane, so it was one of the movies you could download ah. onto your onto your phone. So I just went all right. I downloaded it, was a little taken aback by a sex scene. Not because I'm taken aback by sex because scenes. Because your daughter watched it. <laughs> but then I realized, she's in college now, Lewis. Yeah, so tells mine. It doesn't feel any better. But also, I'm in the middle I'm in the middle seat of three. And I'm like, oh, crap. That's the worst you're pressing ever the skip forward 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. No, but I really wanted to see because there was dramatic exposition going on. There actually no, it's, was. It's, it's actually a very, very scene. intriguing scene. But she acted it well, too. I mean, Let me say that. this is It's one of the few times that. I can honestly say the sex scene served an absolute dramatic yes, purpose. Absolutely, it, it, it really does. Other than ticket sales or Netflix rentals, or however yeah, that yeah. works, downloads. It was an interesting sci-fi movie because it was also 
it's one of those it's a dystopia where what I loved about it was there's no good answer which I think is like mm. so, they really they sold that. green is like that yeah. Um, yeah. the Omega Man really kind of is, yeah. there's what, no good answer ended with what's his Charlton Heston uh, as Charlton Jesus <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no 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 but I mean what, what's the, the apes. what's you know what's the good solution <laughs> that's, that's the thing that's about better. it and that's the honest thing about a dystopia, right? You know, Give it so right, and right. this really hammered it home of like, I oh don't know God. what I don't know what would have made this. The sound editing on on the end of it was amazing. Oh, it was a terrific movie, yeah. and it's been out for a few months now. But absolutely, you know, I also watched since we're just doing it. McGee of all people did this goofy, fun horror film called The Babysitter that they pushed for Halloween with. Hugo Weaving's niece, uh, the one that was in Ash vs. Evil Dead, that was the hitchhiker, right. or the camper that was right. possessed by yeah. the cabin. So, it's she's a babysitter. The kid is, the junior high kid is feels like he's too old to have a babysitter, but she's like his best friend, and I'm thinking, you know, I've seen babysitter kid, you know, the high school senior, and his friends tell, tell him, you should stay up. Because the parents are going out of town for the weekend, and she says, "You should stay up and see what she see." What she, I'll bet she's having sex with her boyfriend after you go to sleep. And it turns out she's a Satan worshiper, and they're doing human sacrifice in the living room and cleaning nice. it up. Nice. <laughs> so he's like, the kid's like, "What?" The? And it's great because it. Act, I'm not a big fan of McGee, but it actually did a really good job of like, you feel bad for the kid in that. She really, they were, it was a really good relationship. Like, there's actually depth to the relationships in the movie. And it was fun. And it was with Robbie Annell, Firestorm, uh, is one of the Satan worshippers. So, there was one other that I watched this week. I don't, I don't think we covered it on the show. Maybe you saw it. Did you see Ex Machina? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We? Ex Machina, month, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it came out. But it it's was on, it's it was on, on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime now, yeah. And. You know, you hear everyone talk about oh, with the you know the the events that are going to happen with with artificial intelligence. That's how it's going to go down. That's the movie that that'll make you realize this is really something. I believe has to be we talked about it on the podcast because, or at least I have said to you, I'd never seen it before. This so. is how it's going to go, go down. After I saw that movie, I, yeah, I, that, that's and perhaps that's the beauty of it. Perhaps it already has. Mm. Mm. And on that note, let's say once again a big thing. Oh, no. Is, is Paul still here? Yeah. Paul, pause it so we can get him over. Hey, Paul. I'll just cut it out later. Cut the pipe. Stretch. Can you come over? Why don't you let him come into the mic? Yeah, yeah. There. Paul, before we wrap up for the night, let's talk about your Last Jedi event here. Oh, we are so super excited. So super excited. Um, Paul Cunha, ladies and gentlemen, the owner uh, of uh, co-owner, let's be fair. Mario yep, is the one who gives all the permissions. Uh, so, co-owner of Seven Stars Bar and Grill. And I have to apologize. I wrote and out instead of using the ampersand in the ad today. I, I felt really bad after I oh, didn't hear you. rendered didn't hear you. it. Okay. Oh, you didn't hear me. Right? I didn't hear you. <laughs> I uh, when I wrote, when I did our ad for the for the show tonight, I said bar and grill, not bar ampersand grill, which is the way you have it. Yeah, so. He doesn't use contractions That's either. Okay. Yeah, That's all right. That's all right. Uh, no, we are so super excited. Uh, this is we did this for Force Awakens. We did it for Rogue One, and we're doing it again for the Last Jedi. 
We've procured an even larger theater this time, uh, and it's 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 a hell of a party. It's it's a really good time. So, what theater? First of all, let's just talk about what it is. We didn't talk about. We just said we're going to get Paul over sure. here to talk about this sure. event. Uh, we are doing. We had such a good time last year that we're taking it back to uh, the uh, theater over at Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge Mall. Century that, Oak Ridge. Yeah. Century People Oak can Ridge. buy tickets through here at the bar. Come through us. Uh, we are not making any money. This is not. We're not making any profit. Uh, we are just making the tickets available. So make sure you're in a theater full of friends. Exactly. It's it's everybody's there, like-minded purposes. I mean, they would be anyways. But uh, this is an event. People know who we are, know what we're about, and uh, they really, really reacted well. And do you have a party bus on this as well? Did I read we that? We do. We this is one of the one of the events we do for our staff. Um, we have a party bus. Uh, this one we have two this year. One is staff and their plus ones. And we kind of reluctantly threw out the idea, hey, if anybody's interested, we'll, we'll get another bus. It adds a little to the price of the ticket, but it includes drinks back and forth uh, uh, mm-hmm. to the theater. And uh, reluctantly, I say, but we sold out within a, a Oh, week. okay. So there's on, yeah. there are no we seats did. on the party no bus left. Available. No but seats for available. But four fans, by fans, I mean, there it is. If, 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 as you say, your chances are... You're going to go on opening weekend, and you're not going to sit with anybody who goes, what movie was this again? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there is something special about saying we all got together. It's an overwhelming, overwhelming feeling. It it sounds silly, but it almost brought me to tears. Because I remember looking up during Rogue One, and I know everybody in the theater, they were going to see it anyways. It's not like this was that special of an event, but they chose to come see it with us and hang out with us. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's excellent. Fun. So that is the Thursday night showing? Thursday night, night showing. It's a 10 December o'clock 14th, showing. December 14th. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Uh, tickets are available here at the bar, $13. We're not making any money on this. No no fees or anything like that. Uh, same amount you pay if you go somewhere else, but uh, you get to see it with us. <laughs> and and honestly, you know, come see me before we leave, and I'm sure I'll buy you guys a round of drinks. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that good a time. All right, so the, thanks again. That's the Seven Swords awesome. Brown Grill. Thank you, Paul, for hosting us oh, tonight. Oh, thank you guys. Letting Any us be time. here. We love hanging out. And uh, so that's it. And, and uh, thanks to, well, say your name again. Identify. Uh, my name is Lewis Stone Clone. I am not Nate Casta. I know. It was great. You grabbed the microphone like you were about to break out into song. It was fantastic. And, of course, I'm, uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to... Use your powers for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreat.com. Luke, L-U-K-E-S-K-I, dot com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers for good. That was okay. That was okay. That was good. That was a little whiny. A little bit. Well, I know. I'm trying to find that right tone between whiny and... Come on, people. I mean, come on. It's 2017. It's where we are.